Hey everyone, welcome to Dialogue Choices Podcast. Bird's here, and also the people that are always here. Hello. Wow. Okay. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. How do you do? I'm fresh. I'm good. I'm fresh returned from a trip for Mother's Day, and uh, boy, <laughs> hanging out with family really exposes me to uh, small California. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, "Boy, are my arms tired." <laughs> that's no, where i thought he was going to i'm not going I'm glad that, that i am not i'm not a, i'm not enough of a, of a brave idiot to get on a plane this year <laughs> you say oh <laughs> I was say, on a plane say... wait why do yeah. why would the plane tire your arms out well, oh. I, that's the ju- <laughs> what the that's the classic <laughs> like american joke. pun mr portugal is that uh, uh, he's like, I just got back from a, from a flight to Hawaii and boy, are my arms tired because <laughs> I'm because uh, I'm a I was the I was the one flying with my hands flapping. You're not a bird. Bird's a bird. A bird. It's a bird joke. Did you catch mm-hmm. that? I didn't. But I have uh, podcasts usually start off this strong because damn. Yeah, this is some hot <laughs> fire right here. This yeah. is no. Now we want to know why, why energy, small California is small. High octane. Uh, small California is racist. Yeah, no, it's a uh, <laughs> <laughs> like very, very, bare, like blatantly racist. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a there's currently in a, a very concentrated attempt to recall the the, the Democratic governor, and the only mm-hmm. way to have that kind of thing even be possible is for there to be a decent Republican presence and so on, despite the reputation of said state. Uh, and I don't know, fucking, I'm not here to defend Democrats because they're just, uh, exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's one of the things that happens where like you just know that like the reasons why they want to do it aren't the reasons you'd want to do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh-huh. <laughs> But no, I, we went to some, because I was, I was visiting with family a few weeks ago and went to some sausage shop and they were like, frowny face, masks required inside, thanks to a new, thanks to a new decree from King, King Newsome. And like, it's all like this, like idea of like, just being very mad at, at him specifically, seemingly for the pandemic. And it's like, I, I'm so confused because it's just like, I, so- do you want to die? But obviously, there's the the undercurrent of like there's like the the weird, like multiple layer game of like the COVID is a hoax, but if it isn't, then the Chinese are responsible for it, or the Democrats are, or both, or Biden somehow, or Bill Gates, Hillary, something, and somehow I'm like simultaneously it's their fault, but also it's not real. So like masks are stupid, but also I'm going to blame them for it. Any, and it's, it's such a bizarre 5d chess game. It's just a lot to take in. But, uh, yeah, that if you go to these, uh, if you drive through like the back roads of California and come to the various, the various small towns that are in the, the mountains and so on, you get a lot of, of towns where there's like one main road and all the shops are on that one main road and you pretty much blow past the whole town in like a couple of minutes of driving, uh, and then if you take like the right if you take a right turn somewhere, then you find like the extended like suburban area that everyone actually lives in, and so on. But like you just blow through these towns really quickly, and if you stop at one, they, they all have new custom signs that are always about like being rebellious against the uh, the current pandemic 
measures or complaining about Newsom or something. It's just this is a lot. I like I was driving down wow. the road of one of them and I just saw like one of those like those stand up like like horses or whatever it's called, like the the sign that folds out like a V that they have in front of like food places and restaurants and bars and so on. And it's like an and in a red in red oh, text yeah. it said an anti COVID bar and I was like yes uh, that's that's good I'm also anti COVID but I, I get the feeling that's, <laughs> I get the feeling that's but, not what he meant because it's a weird declaration <laughs> to make and I'm like oh I bet that bar is like nobody they, they don't they're like it's they're a, like rebelling against safety it's actually pro COVID <laughs> yeah it's technically a pro COVID bar <laughs> oh my god it's uh it's it's it's, yeah. it's refusing to raise to the bar of being safe against COVID. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, we went, uh, I got peer pressured because it's just like an awkward, like situation of, uh, going into this restaurant and it's just like, everyone's going and, and you're like, are you going to be the one asshole in this situation? And it's, and it's like, I sometimes it's like, it's, it's easy to be brave about the idea, but you're just surrounded by people that don't agree with you on this. And you're just like, it's just a weird situation. Uh, we ended up eating lunch at this place that, uh, <laughs> this is the, this is a picture I shared on Twitter. Uh, which I cropped out the business name and so on because I'm not I just don't need want to deal with that kind of drama exactly. But it said, uh, let's see, I just sent it to Bird so I can check there. It said, <laughs> no masks <laughs> allowed for everyone's health and safety. And then in quotes, it says, we will not submit to tyranny. And I'm like, I I'm so confused by the fucking the yeah, world you these people masks. are. I'm so confused by tyrannical. the world people are in. Like one, wow. no masks allowed for the sake of everyone's health and safety is like, are you implying the masks are <laughs> anti-safety somehow? Is that the level of discourse we're on now? But also we will level. not submit yeah, yeah. to tyranny. You're the one saying I can't wear a mask. Yes. Yeah. You're not saying like masks not required. You're saying no masks allowed. And it's like, I what if I want to wear a mask? It's like, no, you can't wear that because we're anti-tyranny. So we're gonna force you not to wear a mask. And I'm like Oh my fucking god! Yep. I couldn't get my shots. And that's super. That's like the most libertarian thing, too, isn't it? Oh, it's the like, worst. To be like, oh yeah, and obviously I'm being to super be, sarcastic. To but be it's like, like a lot of anti-government declaration in a way that's like not actually freedom oriented. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people will be like, oh, I'm I'm a I'm a libertarian, and it's like, but also I'm going to tell you what to do. Hmm. <laughs> All I know is I was very, I, I was deeply, I was deeply frustrated, and all I can think about is how I'm, I'm getting my shot, my second shot in a week, and it can't happen fast enough because <laughs> I can't, mm -hmm. I can't deal with this anymore. This fucking like being fucking suicidally stupid, but like smug about it. It's like we, we if it wasn't for vaccines, we would just wipe ourselves out because we would never, we would never actually advance as smart too. people. Uh, we would never uh, we're so entrenched in this this fucking back and forth culture war that where everything becomes politicized even like the universal threat against our people our race and species <laughs> that like yeah. i like not like it was very optimistic of all of those uh of like of like i i can't believe i'm about to say this i'm about to call watchmen optimistic because <laughs> watch because <laughs> in watchmen yeah. there's a there's a massive outside threat that is manufactured cynically uh, by Ozymandias or in, in by Manhattan and the oh no it's always it's always Man, uh, Ozymandias is manufactured as an existential threat to trick humanity into uniting and that's that's that was very optimistic of the 
deeply cynical <laughs> writer of Watchmen because <laughs> turns out when you have an existential threat, everyone just gets worse. It's the uh, I like all the hot takes that people have about like I'm never going to give people shit about uh, give um, horror movie writers shit about how suicidally stupid uh, protagonists <laughs> in those movies are. <laughs> it's just accurate, yep. apparently. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. No one ever talks about it in the zombie apocalypse when people like fight for the, like argue for their right to get bitten. <laughs> Deeply unrealistic. I mean, there's this like uh, earlier in the pandemic. I think people talked a little bit more about parallels to the uh, to the current anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers sort of movement regarding the COVID. Because um, like even even in the beginning of the 20th century in the in the plagues that happened and all that, they basically were the same people. There is a very different level of of uh, how much how much that is spread these days because of monetary interests from people from certain channels on TV and from f- groups on Facebook and, and everywhere. They just benefit from people falling to that conspiracy theory getting oh, yeah, clued into this it. world and because they, they, they also it's like it's it's not it's not the same thing as a cult in in the immediate sense of the word but there the aspect of a cult uh, or an aspect of cult men- mentality that is really powerful is the fact that people get isolated from their families and from their loved ones and they create new groups and so it's very difficult for them to one recognize that they're in a cult and to to get out because they they're, they ha- they have isolated themselves, but the conspiracy theory mentality of that of the last ten maybe fifteen years that the internet has provided to us um, plays very much into that into that sort of isolationism. Like it's uh, it's really difficult for it's, it's, I, I I imagine it's it's really difficult for people who aren't even aware of that. They should be aware, but people are not aware that that Facebook and and even Google itself, even the the search engine, tracks your your uh, tracks your search results, and Facebook does it, and YouTube does it. It just creates a, 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 a feedback cycle where your views are reinforced time and again because that's what gives them money. That's what makes you click, and li- like literally click on the on the website. And so, if people aren't aware of that, the, their worldview just changes completely and you know, because that's the info that they have, but they get isolated. So it's difficult for them to, to not think that. And just, and then it's the ridiculous things like in Florida, I saw a tweet uh, last week, I think, where uh, a a high school in Florida says, uh, says that if the teachers get the vaccine, they can't, they can't teach there anymore. And uh, it's, it's completely inane stuff as well. Like the, 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 press release or whatever it was it was about the, the transference of genetic material you can due to the transfer or the transfer of genetic material teachers who have taken we have had the vaccine may not teach this year or whatever it's like do you even know what genetic material is are you implying that they are bleeding on each other or worse it's like ew <laughs> so, seriously if you're transferring your genetic material to other people that's not something you should do in public that's all i'm saying <laughs> It's just because the, the, then the, the sort of a, confusion and doublespeak is just outrageous. It's like blatantly obvious that people are just completely mad. One thing that's super frustrating is um, having the same conversation over and over about like with the same people about this sort of stuff, too. 
where it's like, okay, you get an mRNA vaccine, which means like, oh, that DNA is floating around in you. And then you have a conversation for like 10 minutes or 15 minutes with somebody where you're like, well, that's not really the way that it works. It's just giving you basically the proteins to like make your body trick itself into being there. And then it's like, oh, okay, that's really interesting. And then two weeks later, it's like, yeah, but and then they, <laughs> they're mad about the exact same thing that they were yep. the first conversation. And it's like, wait, we already talked about this. There's no D what? <laughs> yep. I have that problem with my my dad specifically. It's just oh, yeah. every the, time I argue with him, it's I know it's pointless because the in information a just bounces months, right off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I I don't really. At this point, I assume that um, I will literally never change anyone's mind about anything ever because oh, yeah. I don't think I ever have. So I'm <laughs> not like, only will okay. you not change anyone's mind on an ideological level, you never change their mind about the facts of one thing Basic that facts. happened once, <laughs> like just yeah. in, in, in a vacuum, just one thing. Like, like I, I always I always think back to like the fucking like like the stigma against like welfare and other sorts of systems and so on and like yeah like I, like I had, a, I had a, a conversation that wasn't even trying to go like correct that entire line of thinking it was just that they were they were being mad about the obama phones and and saying that reagan would never stand for that and so i was like okay i've literally never heard of an obama phone before so let's google what that means and it's like oh it's a program that was started by reagan <laughs> like that could not be the most intensely ironic thing ever it was created by reagan and it was expanded to cell phones by george w bush two republican presidents obama just still had it around like clinton and obama just kept it but two That's but it was introduced like by a republican the of... president and expanded by another republican president and then when confronted with this information, they barely reacted, and then they proceeded to re-complain about it a month later, as if nothing had happened. And I'm like, what? But, like, not only are you wrong, you're wrong in, like, an incredibly embarrassing, ironic way, and that even that shame didn't stick with you. Like, it just, any contrary information bounces right off in these situations, and the, the, the fucking loop just continues, and Facebook is really bad about it, because, yeah, it's like, uh... Yeah. Misinformation just spreads with no, there's no fact checking, there's no context, there's not even, there's not even really the idea that it has to be a real website, like that does any kind of news, even Fox level, like even Fox News levels of news, like, it's like, incredibly fragmentary non sources, and nobody actually does anything besides read the headline anyway. So it's just like, you just post pictures of stuff, which is how like the those really racist statistics were getting around for a while that were just infographics that were based on nothing most of the time. And just like somebody just did Microsoft paint bullshit. And like, uh, was it Andrew and I both had, uh, had the same experience where we both encountered relatives that had some kind of conspiracy about like Gavin Newsom's winery or something. Yeah. <laughs> and both of us couldn't even Google what the fuck they were talking about, but we both separately encountered people that were talking about this. And the only thing I can think is that it must be some kind of fucking weird insular, like likable Facebook group page somewhere. That's just saying shit. It's like when, uh, was it Brazil during the election was like the, like the primary way of people getting information was like WhatsApp, which is incredibly yeah, yeah. impossible to control or follow or track or, or like actually correct any of it. So like incredibly false nonsense was the most popular information everywhere and it swayed the entire election and so on. It's like it actually it's actually media worse than case of Brazil. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's actually worse in case of Brazil because it, it that started before the election. 
while Lula was still free. And then when he was sent to prison, the misinformation campaigns had already been underway for a while. And uh, and so the the reaction of the public to him sending to prison and if to those listening, Lula is, was one of the candidates, the front runner. Um, and um, and when he was sent to prison, it definitely shaped the perception and the reaction of the public to that. Not only then, of course, it continued the the misinformation, but it's just because it's untrackable and because there's so much information out there to what people like. Like the other day, I saw I saw an article about. I think it was I don't know who who it was but it was uh, like a a a uh, an Instagram ad that was basically a paragraph saying that you're uh, saying stuff that uh, Instagram allows you to categorize so basically when you publish an ad you can target certain groups like for example single dads or people who ride a bicycle or <laughs> any like there's there's literally a, a very granular level of detail and then it's all you know, separated by categories and stuff like gender and uh, looking for a partner or whatever, yeah. all, all the different things. Um, and so what they did is they made a paragraph on Instagram. It was basically an ad uh, that said, you are this type of person that likes this type of thing, looking for this type of thing that lives in this area or whatever. And so basically Sounds it felt like one of those hyper-specific graphic tees. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is that you're browsing Instagram and all of a sudden Instagram September. is telling you. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden instagram is telling you stuff that you never told or you're not aware that you said it to instagram but they have that info because of the way track that has that has really works. big jk rowling reveals that you the reader were gay all along energy <laughs> <laughs> it's like just find oh, out I'm, what the algorithm has identified you as you're like oh my god <laughs> actually that, that's kind of funny because i have a very weird way of of allowing certain ad engines to track me and so uh, sometimes on twitter twitter thinks that i'm a pregnant mother and other times <laughs> other times it thinks i'm a book writer uh, <laughs> and i just i'm not it's not quite there yet but we'll see we'll see how it goes in the i future. wonder what twitter thinks but, i am <laughs> right that's even, the thing as well like find out what twitter thinks you are they they basically banned that ad like i think it was like a few hours after it was found out because <laughs> For some reason, they, they didn't like it. And the reason why they didn't like it is because it exposes what they do with the info that they have. Because if you tell the average person, oh, Facebook knows what you like and what you eat and what you watch. And yeah. the average person goes, These people are care. all paranoid the vaccine's going to give that information to Bill Gates. <laughs> That's true as well. They know. Everyone already knows. But I think the point is when you tell, when you bring it to the people's attention that it's not just Facebook knowing what you have. It's what they, is they tell that to all their clients to everybody that ad that ha runs an ad on facebook they know your data and they don't know it personally to you but what they do know is that whenever they talk to you directly through an ad they know what you who you are and they know what what you like and all that sort of stuff and so that 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 can be leveraged to such tr extreme ends in in marketing and obviously in I, political yeah. i think like that sort of it's weird because I feel like that that level of information on its own is not insidious to be sold or commodified, like commodified, like whatever, uh, commodified. commodified. Uh, yeah, like that's fine. The problem I have is not giving people the option to opt out. That's the part that I don't like. Like, I don't care if someone like, I don't like Facebook is, Facebook's going around now. And if you don't agree to their terms and conditions, they're just going to like kick you off Facebook is basically yeah. how they are approaching it now. So like if you do not allow, yeah, like if you don't allow them to steal your information, then 
and sell it, then you can't be on their platform, which is like good. That's good. That's how it should have been in the beginning. That should have that it should have been that transparent. Or hey, we're selling your shit. If you don't like that, get the fuck out of here. But like the idea that it's like hidden or a mystified where you go to a website and you're like, oh, cool. I want to read a recipe. And it's like, psych, I sold like 15 companies, your data. It's like, why, why, why did you, <laughs> why the fuck did you need to do that? I just want to look up how to make a fucking pie. What's wrong with you? But like, that's think- the, that's the part I don't like, but the, the information being like, if you're willing to give that information to somebody, then fine. I don't care if there's tools to track every minute detail of your life. All that I care about is that the person that has them that's being tracked is aware that that's happening to them. Like but that's think, the part that matters. I think you're, you're right. This in is saying, a long list of interests. <laughs> I think you're right in saying that, um, you know, consent is very important. Absolutely. It is. But on the other hand, it is also important to note that what we're discussing here isn't our personal data. It's not mine. It's not yours, Andrew. It's not our personal data. That's the issue. It's everybody else's personal data that they have. So what happens twice. is, the, <laughs> yeah, you're talking about like Facebook and steal. We'll take the contact information from somebody, one of your friends who has your yeah, phone number. But the thing is, they in, will accept it, even with and, but, the consent. But can I'm going to be honest. That's you have shitty friends. Like if you have friends no, no, that no, use that, Facebook, no, maybe no, you I'm need not, better friends. Like I'm you not shouldn't so, be oh, with I, those I people. I'm like, the, I, I'm, and I again, I'm okay, I'm okay with that. Like, I, I'm okay with Facebook taking the information from your contacts list. That's completely not, okay. I didn't like, mean that. I meant the oh. people in general in the world. Because the problem isn't that they control us personally. is that they have a level of control that is so big. And I say control. Here, I mean, I don't mean like direct control. I mean like access to your info. They have... A, a demographic level of, of influence and a demographic level of uh, knowledge of people, even if it's just 20% of the world's population, which is, I think, Facebook's demographic. And even if it is 20% of that, it's still enough to cause such a large change in society, as we have seen, that the consent doesn't really matter at the end of the day, especially when the consent is manufactured and it's just given, and it, people are convinced that they it's in their best interest to give that data off. But it never is a problem personally. I feel that it is a problem just societally. You know what I mean? Like it's okay for like personally, it's okay for Facebook to have my data. But if I if I could if I could choose whether Facebook has anybody's data, I would choose for Facebook not to have anybody's data. Do you know what I mean? I I guess I just it's just it's just a broad. I still issue. yeah. I just still don't see what the problem is of like Facebook. I I don't care. Like I mean. They literally it's, control. It's, it is really hard elections. to explain without being well. Okay, and again, that's those are systemic like systemic issues yeah, that yeah. you need to systemic fix. Issues. That's not like Facebook isn't Facebook isn't doing anything that it's not being allowed to do. Like right. that's yeah. that's the problem I have is that like okay again Facebook is allowed to do whatever the hell they want, but it's been like twenty years. Somebody get a fucking lasso and put it over the fucking bull's neck. Like what the hell <laughs> is going on? tie the damn thing to a pole or just admit you don't give a shit. Like, that's the thing is like, I, you know, I'm not gonna, I I'm tired of having to rely on terms and conditions or like the free market to fix itself. Like, you know, (laughs) Facebook is going to do the right thing eventually. And it's like, when is it like, when are, yeah. Like, (laughs) when are they going to do it? Because 
like I've been since I, I've been alive since it started and it has never once even sniffed the direction of doing the good thing. Like, so what is yeah. when is this happening? And like at the end of the day, it's never going to happen. So just you need to make yeah. rules that protect people's privacy and give them all the tools available to protect themselves, regardless of how much it affects the economy or whatever. Like, that's the that's the whole thing is like I each like every some countries just don't let Facebook in. OK, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's so, like, so, like North Korea doesn't yeah. Korea doesn't have any of these issues. They have zero of these fucking issues because they just said no. Wasn't, <laughs> like, Facebook, wasn't Facebook that said to Australia that if they wanted to advance with some privacy laws that they wanted to put there, they would just leave the country? Was it Facebook? Yeah, they were just, it? yeah. No, yeah, they were just like, like, we would just leave. And when I like, saw that I was, headline, I'm like, uh, I'm like, threaten me with a good time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Please. Like, it's, the world. You know, like, China does this all the Like, this is literally the whole thing that China does is just specifically say yes or no to websites existing on their. Uh, oh, their China internet. has a. The and, control is all in the, in the government, though. It's basically and, the same thing, well, except yeah, it's to people. But, but i'm saying so there is ways to avoid this we just aren't doing them (laughs) like it's you know again again it's it's not going to come down to the company the company will never do the right thing you have to use your that's the point of a government is that it helps protect its citizens from harm by either everything by domestic and foreign issues like you're supposed to rely on this centralized form of government to run a smooth society and if you can't if you every time you log on the internet, someone's throwing dildo pictures in your face because one time you accidentally Google dildos. Like, accidentally, I just fell I, on my keyboard exactly in the shape of the letters D I L D O. I mean, <laughs> you know, in that order, can including act, the repeating letter. Can, <laughs> if politicians can accidentally like porn tweets, I think you can accidentally. I did worse than like in some cases. If you're talking, was it Ted Cruz? Ted shared yeah, well, yeah. shared incest porn on 9/11. Oh yeah, he shared. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, oh. I'm just saying. I don't. I'm not. Anyways, it could be an accident. But now your just entire life is surrounded by these pictures. Like that sounds like something you should probably go to a town hall of your local fucking congressman and go hey could you like not i would really like it if you could not <laughs> like let that happen and they would presumably do the thing you need to do they don't i don't, I don't town know halls though I, well because most people don't even know a town hall exists no, the, no, no, the, i mean the, the politicians the average, don't go to town halls they most Ted cruz doesn't anyway elect the ones that do you you can yes. see them because they go to the town halls and if they're not there they're probably not people you should elect like i don't know i there's at some level, at some point, I have to, I, I my mind has to accept that there is mm-hmm. some level of responsibility on the person to take care of a problem. Like I can't. Sometimes you can't just sh- like sh- shrug and go, I don't get it. How come you know why isn't it just being taken care of? And it's like, I, are 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 you helping having it taken care of? Like, it's it doesn't just happen. Like. Uh, not everyone thinks of the world the the same way. You have to like yeah, go up to like I bet you Joe required. Biden doesn't know ninety percent of the problems in the world because he's a fucking privileged old man sitting in a goddamn like rich mansion on some hill somewhere. He probably doesn't know half of the shit that happens in this world. Listen, and, like, Jack, it's a banana, so to, Andrew. How much could it cost? Ten dollars. So you, yeah, so you, the bad you, guy. You, 
So you have to take a banana and throw it at somebody with a receipt oh, attached no. and go, no, you fucking dumbass. That's Jeez. that's how much a banana costs. I just remembered she's dead. <laughs> no. But the banana? The the arrested development and archer actress. That yeah. was just oh. fantastic. I'm currently removing a lot of reactionaries, uh, JRPGs, and sports teams from my quote-unquote interests on Twitter. The, the funniest thought about the sports teams is I can't tell you which ones are sports sports teams and which ones are esports teams. Because I don't recognize any of their names. Wait, you have sports on your interests? Yeah, I'm going through my interests and it's a very, very, very long list because I've never curated it before. And my favorite uh, part is how it'll be like dogs, and then the next line will be dogs again. <laughs> like certain <laughs> topics just repeat sometimes. Like it says Walking Dead four times and dogs twice. Don't you don't you dare delete any one of those, by the way. <laughs> which, the, which one's the vital one? Uh, no, the both of, both of them. Both of them. Which are one's the, the load bearing dogs tag? <laughs> but, on both, the, on the, but on the topic of the new stuff, like what what really sucks is that. There's this like cult like fanaticism thing where like they they know that they're lying and spreading bullshit. So what they do specifically in order to condition their audience to not take in any outside information and only listen to them is that they do the cult thing where they they make everybody outside of their their specific group. They, they like half of their rhetoric, seriously, like half of the words that come out of their mouth are just disparaging other sources of information as being illegitimate over and over again. It's the fake news loop just endlessly yeah. about the mainstream media and so on. So you get so conditioned to be like, to never trust anyone besides the person that's actively lying to you. And so you have like, yeah, like this, this, these frustrating people where you deal with people that like listen to Tucker Carlson, but like you mentioned like, Oh, you, oh, you that two hour drive. Yeah. What did you do the whole time? Oh yeah. I was listening to NPR. It's like, Oh, I can't listen to them. They're so slanted. I'm like, what? <laughs> the most boring news reporters on the planet <laughs> NPR <laughs> too slant. All right. I, I also like the take where people are like, why isn't the mainstream media talking about this? And it's an article on like NPR or something. Yeah. Yeah. Most people usually... I feel like don't even know like what NPR is. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot to take in. For those not aware, I mean, it's the national as a public rule of radio. thumb, I assume that uh, most people who are angry about something probably don't really know what they're even angry about. No, I'm always. That's why it is a lot. That's why I think what I'm angry about. That's why I think that whenever <laughs> you you, dealing you with... research your your anger, you're like, oh, I want to be informed about why I hate this thing. It makes I think me hate it more. Been... Isn't that like the <laughs> goal? Like, if you hate something, you should hate it more than you possibly can ever hate it. So exactly. you got to research. Exactly. Uh, I think it's important, like when dealing with random people, and even when I say random people, I actually also mean family people that we don't deal with uh, on a daily basis. Like, it's very easy, at least for me, I think it's very easy to be tempted to just jump to the most divisive issues that are, aren't maybe not even like apropos of anything. It's just the, the issues that you know that, that are just going to rile them up just to, you know, trigger them in a way to use the verbiage that a lot of them use. Um, but, the, like, if if you think of the opposite of that, if, if you think of the opposite of just going, oh, yeah, well, trans black lives matter, you motherfucker, instead of just going there and just ending <laughs> the conversation immediately, you, uh, you, can, you can talk about the issues directly in sort of like, it's a little bit of a subterfuge technique in a way, but I feel that a lot of people who are radicalized still are capable like 
there's a certain level of of uh, when I say radicalized, I, I do mean in, more in, in regards to to uh, conspiracy theories, not not to say that radicalization is a bad thing inherently. Um, but people who are already in that group think where they will shun anybody that doesn't fit their their mold. They are still exercising part of their brain that allows them to think of the issues if you bring them up in a, in a certain way. So sometimes there's inroads, I feel. It's just very difficult a lot of the time because you, either you don't know the person or maybe the, the subject is just dumb, like masks, and uh, they think that masks are bad for your health. I mean, <laughs> there's very little there. There are, but, there are times where I wish that were true, but there are often times I find that it is not the case. People sometimes just are beyond saving levels of like insane. <laughs> Some people just believe a world so tightly that doesn't yeah. exist that they just can't break that mold out or it hurts. Like those are, I mean, that is what a cult is. That's the whole idea. Yeah. And that's why you continually see people refer to a lot of this stuff as cultish is because it is, there's like a weird in like, inability to grasp reality because it has fractured so much or it has fractured their their stability so much like they they needed a world that's so specific to exist and it the fact that it doesn't is just so much that the only thing they can do is just deny reality or else they can't live in the world that they live in which yeah. is i i mean yeah it's i don't know it's weird i don't there's like there's no limit there's nothing you can do about it there's not you can't just like talk people down from that level of insanity. You have to just look at them in the eyes and go, well, I'm glad that every human has a time limit, I guess. Like, and just wait it out. <laughs> I think, like, I, I think giving you know, up like, on people, you... I don't know. It, like it, nobody should be expected to keep caring if somebody is just either abusive or, or just, completely irrational and doesn't like because the interpersonal relationships are very complicated i'm not talking about specific people or specific cases in anybody's life it's not it's not on anybody's shoulder to deconvert anybody and if you if a person can't it's just it's it's fine but not giving up on somebody when they're in that mode sometimes can can yield good good results you see that's i see that sort of stories um every once in a while in uh in interviews and stuff like that, where people just either like in real heavy stuff, like neo-Nazi groups or whatever, there's a, or, or, I, I never read the book, but there's the author of the, the, the book. Uh, I watched a bunch of interviews with the guy. I don't remember his name. He's an Italian name. And he was like the leader of the, of the biggest neo-Nazi group in the U S for a few years. Uh, and his book is life after hate. And he has a bunch of interviews, which are the things that I watched. And it just goes on and on about specifically the, you know, it's very, it's very easy to give up to, for people to just give up on you. But those acts of not giving up on you are the, the, are the anchor points. Because when you find yourself in a position where you doubt yourself or uh, when you, as a person inside of a cult, I should say, find yourself yeah, in, a, there's like in a place the, where you... There's like that black guy that gives TED Talks about how he would attend KKK rallies and he, and he de-radicalized like the leader of that rally group out of the organization yeah, I, I've, I've seen that as well yeah Daryl Davis I, yeah at some point I I just don't feel like that's my responsibility it's I, I not oh yeah it's I rough. believe and in it, that a lot in, more in many if, cases, I, if it ever worked yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, like how like, is in I, my experience like when I say I literally have no expectation that I will ever 
materially impact somebody's beliefs or behaviors or ideology or anything like i have a zero percent success rate on it oh yeah it's if based anything, on like dozens or hundreds of examples to, yeah any if any anything is if i try to talk to somebody and my beliefs differ uh like the end result is usually they're very angry with me yeah like, no, you, you just if, you, even you if destroy relationships like, or hey, what it, yeah depending on what kind of person you are even maybe put yourself in danger yeah like usually yeah. the experience is like hey what do you think about it is like where something starts and where something ends is incredible intense angry hatred yeah. um it's kind of impressive like I don't I don't really know where it comes from, but like, like some I, people I spent my, week, I spent my weekend want. in a neighborhood where every house had like a fucking like blue, like thin blue line American flag, yeah, like Jesus. blue lives matter thing. And I'm like, all right, this is a weekend of picking your battles. <laughs> it's really weird. Like some people will just turn on a dime. Like some people will say like, wow, I'm super impressed. And like, I respect like the things that you do or whatever. And then all of a sudden they'll just think you're like the biggest dumbass. And like, I don't know where that can like there was like it's like a switch sometimes like some people (laughs) just they get so immediately angry and disrespectful for you yeah like i I spent i spent a weekend trip quadding in pismo with like family friends and so on and there was this one person just kept saying like oh my goodness you have you're such a saint you have the patience of job you have the patience patience of job just kept saying that shit over and over again suddenly i was like all right let's google who the fuck job is and it's like oh it's the guy that gets tortured the, the guy gets tortured and everything taken from him and so on that guy <laughs> uh which just was like just heaping praise on me and so on but like a week later on facebook there's a fucking infographic as there always is that's always like here's how many people get killed by assault rifles and here's many how many people get killed by by medical malpractice should we ban doctors and i'm like all i did was very carefully point out that like this is not really a reasonable comparison because one assault rifles are illegal already so there's not going to be a lot of deaths by a thing that's literally illegal and gone and the other, and the other two is just like the number of people who just die Need, like everyone need everyone needs doctors in their life also maybe a lot also, even and like that's like that the entire the enti- like the entire population of the world at some point is interacting with doctors basically in some capacity yeah. so like there's and such a high chance is- of dying in one way or another collectively and the other one is just like oh no but like only 12 people are killed by like the assault rifles that are not allowed and basically don't exist because as gun nuts are loved to point you out that's not an assault rifle and that's not an assault rifle and it's like so there's some problems with this premise <laughs> but also that infographic in specific or likely that infographic is actually not fake. correct yeah, yeah no no it's based off of the, i think there's one infographic going around that is, that, it, that is based off of something specific and it's like a uh it, it's piling in everything it's basically every time somebody dies uh whereas I don't remember. There's a video <laughs> by Medicare, Medi-Life, Medi-Life Crisis, I think, uh, specifically about that subject, about that infographic, um, and uh, where he goes on about why, I think it's like 5 million, 50 million people. It's something, a, a ridiculous number that died off, uh, that supposedly died off of uh, um, medical mal- malpractice. But it's like super overinflated to be like skewed in the direction. Oh of, yeah, it's usually a really questionable you, count. Yeah, so if the doctor failed to to uh, diagnose you for whatever thing or whatever, it's just like I don't remember, but I I know there's a go check his channel, Medi Life 
but no, sorry, Medi. Yeah, Medi it's life. Up, it's up there prices. with like the stats that they'll try to say, like, here's how many people died to communism, and here and so on. It's like, oh, you want to try to talk about how many people have died to capitalism? You want to try to total that <laughs> yeah. out? It's gonna be an, <laughs> some interesting math's gonna come up today. Uh, Although, t- to be fair, as well, uh, and look at me defending capitalism. The people number of people who interacted with capitalism is also a lot greater than the, yeah. the one. It's, it's an yeah. incredibly <laughs> iffy thing to even try but, to calculate. Yeah, like it's just yeah. But the uh, it's a it's a lot. I, I, I one of my favorite things about leaving Facebook is that I just considering how many examples just live in my brain forever. I'm just happy to not be adding to that list constantly. Like I just remember somebody. <laughs> I just remember somebody mm-hmm. fucking like smugly posting a uh, a news article about a car that drove into a coffee shop, and like this is why I'll, you'll never catch me in a self driving car. And I read the entire article, unlike them, and because all they they must have just thought like a brand name or something, and that's it. I read the entire article, not even a single mention of self-driving at all in the entire article. There's no indication that anything about self-driving cars caused this accident. And there's just like somebody who crashed into a car. It's like, I don't know what happened, which is what anyone does in that situation. Is like, oh my goodness, how'd that happen? Like, what happened is some person got their fucking coffee, got back in their car, then like got distracted on their cell phone or some shit or got mixed up or confused or who knows what, because people just fuck up at driving cars every day and kill a bunch of people. Uh, And they just hit, they just drove forward instead of backwards, just like the classic sitcom mistake, and they drove into the coffee shop. Thankfully, no one was hurt, but it's just like the fucking smugness of, sh- of sharing that article as like evidence against self-driving cars without it even being an article that mentions self-driving cars in any capacity, and lo and behold, they, they sure as fuck don't like back down or even like admit to being wrong when you point that out it's like it doesn't matter like because like the actual details don't matter it's just the like it's the constant repeating the the ideology it's virtue signaling it's here's the list of things that i'm supposed to be for or against in my group so i just repeat those things ad nauseum and that's all that matters the the facts don't matter just repeating to everybody my virtues is what matters it's just uh yeah i'm so so happy to be off of at least one of these platforms that's called religion. At least now all the idiots on Twitter are people I don't know. <laughs> so it doesn't you don't like know anybody on Twitter? It doesn't constantly like recolor what I think of people oh, that like I have personally. to encounter with later. <laughs> personally, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really know anybody on Twitter. Not really. Ouch. Especially since I don't really even follow... <laughs> especially since I usually don't follow content... I don't usually follow like let's players i know because a lot of them don't really use twitter so much as like post their like i don't follow bird because he just it just posts videos although i think his account just is defunct now yeah i don't i haven't checked my twitter in years like i one don't of the find only, it to be a rewarding platform no. to engage with whatsoever one of the only, one of the only so. people i really historically followed was was andrew back when he used to go on a hundred tweet rants before threads existed <laughs> yeah, and now i just don't do that which was only possible because the Twitter used to be chronological, so you could actually you'd scroll for a bit, and suddenly there'd be like a fucking a hundred post in a hundred posts in a row of just Andrew, then one random interruption of a, like a piece of art by someone, and then more Andrew. And he's like, he's really going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Back when Twitter it wasn't algorithmic and was probably better as a result. Uh, uh, the I think I think the 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 feedback loop of Twitter specifically is um it doesn't have necessarily to do with the algorithm the algorithm just it multiplies it really because the thing is when 
when we're talking to somebody, imagine I'm like I'm talking to you three people, and I'm 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 having like three people paying attention to what I'm saying, and that's the reward I get for talking for saying the things I get. It's sort of like in our heads it works because you know we're talking together and it's it's good. But on Twitter, if nobody likes your stuff, you don't know that you're actually reaching anybody. Well, at least on a you you can know that if you go into the stats, but nobody does that, and especially yeah, not when and, you get to bigger numbers. And you look so at what happens metrics, is that they're so weird you don't even really trust them. You're like, I don't know, did anyone read it? How's the phone really know? <laughs> they were just scrolling <laughs> scrolling past, and it yeah. registered. What the fuck uh, is an impression? No one really knows. Yeah. <laughs> impression is thing, how many people have seen it, whether or not they've. Like seen it or seen not it, seen it it doesn't matter it's just it's a soft it's that, view that, how many people was it exposed yeah. to yeah how many people like have it's 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 a it's a view like it. event <laughs> the, what happens in in a normal conversation though is that it doesn't matter what i say the reward is still there like i could be saying that you guys disagree uh, could be saying something that you guys disagree with or agree or makes you think a question whatever it is it's it's the same sort of social interaction in in regards to how what i know is going on on twitter if nobody likes what you say then it, yeah, i don't know that anything is going on so you're incentivized to say stuff that people will like specifically by either yeah. retweeting or or answering and they like or negative answering things just... more than they like positive things yeah yeah Noticeably. or inflammatory or or, oh, yeah. or just yeah so what happens about is that a there's thing, a thing you get a there. lot more likes than you do when you're like, look at these cool monster designs from a comic I read. They're like it. I like this. Ranting <laughs> and booba. You can always see the difference. Mm -hmm. rant, did you say ranting and booba? Yeah. Is that is that is that what we're calling it now? <laughs> <laughs> we're calling them boobas. Right. That's no, there's I mean, like that's the animator that I saw who they do a lot of really fun stuff. Um and uh they basically like alternate animating like horny memes and like here's a picture of like a landscape that i drew uh and it's just really really funny because the engagement is exactly what you would expect the yeah. horny animations and the horny memes is like like tippy top and then like here's a lovely little flower that i painted is like I oh that's cute is a kiki flip note huh the kiki flip note uh, this is a uh, teleport specifically. Uh, I think they did like an animation joke of that topic like a couple of weeks ago. I think. Yeah, like, I think I know. I think I've seen two animations that touch on this, and I'm, yeah, probably it comes think, up. I think I've seen both of them. Uh, both of them, like the one you're talking about. Yeah. I wonder if there's wholesome channels on Pornhub or something like that that have the same. Uh, yeah, effect. there is. Wholesome yeah. channels on Pornhub. <laughs> You mean I mean it's you know this is my gardening channel on Pornhub. You're yeah, talking what? about the uh the... I couldn't get verified on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I I think that's is that no. Damn, I don't know. I said I really don't know, but it feels like it's the same situation. Just like in a sea of uh, horny people being like, oh, blah, blah, blah. oh <laughs> God, I don't like the idea of a sea of horny people. Oh, yeah. The, uh, uh, <laughs> it's like t it's like TF2 survival mode. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Yeah, the, okay, the on the other, hub, on the other uh, side, it's just a hundred scouts. <laughs> You're talking about the, uh, the horny the, jail bats, um, right? <laughs> the 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 porn actor Ryan Creamer. That's who you're talking about. The Ryan, Ryan Creamer. Ryan Creamer. 
I mean, that's a yeah. porn actor name. Yeah. Yeah, right. Does he Fever, also uh, does he also have racist outbursts? <laughs> no, he's a he's a very wholesome porn actor. That's good. He has a, uh, an Instagram. By wholesome, I mean literally no porn. Oh. He uh, uh, a... like like his videos are two smoking hot redheads get lathered up in a in public featuring Molly Stewart. Uh, that was a Kramer. Oh, that was a like that, that was a Kramer joke. Yeah. If anyone in the audience is really confused right now. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. I like I do the dishes without being asked. Oh my goodness! Aww. Oh, that's the porn. Uh, yeah, that's the porn. <laughs> <laughs> my God, I play Overwatch and don't have sex with the characters. <laughs> <laughs> I that that's not what <laughs> you don't it's have sex mo- with the characters video. in Overwatch. Overwatch. <laughs> what does he uh, think Overwatch is? But if you're if you're on if you're on so Pornhub, you might. Oh my god! Uh, Overwatch was Overwatch Thinking was about one Pornhub of the highest just porn. a new thought. I'm like, oh my god, how many? There's probably porn game let's players. Oh, on, oh, with, that's probably, yeah. probably. with commentary, you... which makes it even weirder. <laughs> you oh, mean like need, people uh... people having sex while playing video games? Is that what you mean? No, I mean like because there's so there's a lot of games on like itch.io that you, like... that you can't you you could not play at least not uncensored. Like there's uh those games where the moment to moment behavior is just pornographic, but then there's like the visual novels that are just peppering you with like with the sexual imagery, and it's like. Oh, they probably just make Pornhub accounts and do the do you let's think, plays there. <laughs> do you think? No, they can't do let's plays. It's all no commentary, unless like you're I already. I bet there's good commentary. No, they're okay. So they don't ask me how I know this. Don't ask me how I know this. There are. I actually, it's kind of a funny story. I'll totally share uh, how I know this. Uh, I just figured that'd be a funny way to start it. Uh, there are porn uh, commentators on 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 our. Um, sorry. There, are, there are, are like let's players on on Pornhub. At least there used to be, because uh, yeah. so you know the game House Party. Uh, yeah, yeah. So one of the characters, um, like a real person, uh, like won a contest to be in it. Uh, one of oh. them was the game Grumps. The other person I don't remember, but she like, oh, uh, yeah. also does like um X-rated let's plays. So she has like a Pornhub um count mm-hmm. uh and she i don't even remember what she was let's playing because i didn't watch it i just kind of verified for my own curiosity of like like huh she has um an only fans and then uh, yeah so i caught like 30 seconds of googling later and i was like well that was that Wait. was that I've now seen <laughs> I've now I'm seen sorry. things I'm sorry 30 seconds later <laughs> that was that uh, I just found the equivalent of the uh, of like the gardening channel that I joked about on Pornhub like the idea that there's been completely great. like like not no reading the room no red no proper registering of the fact that you're on a fucking like porn site <laughs> is that I, I, I went on Pornhub and, and searched uh, let's play and I got a portal 2 let's play <laughs> Oh, I got a Minecraft one. <laughs> I'm Here's so a... confused. I'm like, why would you just open this? it? All right. Is this uh, your niche? 
I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, I mean, I'm not sitting here linking it like Andrew is, but yeah. that's, that's a character for Andrew. <laughs> mine, I, I, mine doesn't have any, none of these things have porn in them. There, there, there is no yeah, not You will find videos. porn everywhere on the screen when you click on them, because that's the website. Uh, oh, right. I forgot I have like a ad blocker. You've, yeah, that's probably not, true. I mean, not even ads. Uh, it's just, it's like YouTube. It just wants you to watch related, more. Related videos, yeah. And guess no, what's the Raptor the, Bacon the, the, Minecraft the two... Let's Play Part One? Oh yeah, that one doesn't doesn't yep. show. Yeah, dude, uh, he's got a lot of views. <laughs> that's his. I guess Getting that's like fucked a, that's by a creeper in Minecraft. <laughs> part Nine Creeper Pit. Oh, does he, he, <laughs> he has like he has like Pornhub joke titles for his videos. Yeah, I guess that's exactly. a, I guess that's a niche in that if you're. Ke like we like we've all lived that hustle of like trying desperately to get any attention <laughs> on your content on YouTube, and you're like, just upload to a, a website that has less competition, I guess. Bird was uh, was was talking about his trip through the the uh, that situation, and um, like the way he was putting it, it makes a lot of sense actually. The porn let's plays, it's just the it's what they don't allow on Twitch for 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 now semi undressed people doing streams it's basically what it is and there's a lot of it in other in other more stream dedicated platforms as far as i know they have face cam <laughs> yeah they have to have face cam i mean some and then might. It's, it's, the one you know, i link doesn't he has he doesn't show his face oh. he did a uh he did a reveal where he just shows his hand but that's it because um, the, 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 the streams are where the money's at as we all know we live well, in a strange, imagination, strange your world. imagination is always better than reality. No, oh, yeah, no, some uh, humans reality are always disappointing to look at. <laughs> <laughs> everyone who, everyone who, who, everyone who does well on, uh, on these kinds of platforms with their voice, it, it's always going to be disappointing. <laughs> What's you reveal the face? And it's like, yep, mm. I was me this whole time. I, you've been bamboozled. I think, uh, what is it? Uh, <laughs> Quent, uh, what Quentin reviews just straight up says like he 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 mentioned in one of his videos that he ex he goes out of his way to not show his face until like ten minutes into the video most of the time after he's like kind of already like hooked you in to like watch the video up to that point because he's like a because he, he doesn't want to just like start with his face because like he just knows just like, some dude. like the other elements of this like sell you on actually watching any of this content. It's uh, mm -hmm. it's it's weird. You just, you just imagine a different person most of the time if you just get a voice. Yeah, people people tell me all the time, like Effie the other day, that my <laughs> face doesn't match doesn't match my voice, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's true. I my voice. I grew up thinking that my my voice and my face didn't match each other very well, but I think that's more due to the fact that I I have a very hard time caring about my appearance. Uh which is just reinforced by the fact that nobody cares either. So I can just go around beard all long and hair all weird and it's fine. Um, but yeah, I don't think my voice matches my face either. I wish it was a little bit care. deeper. I can't. It's not in my blood, in my genes. It's not my face mask. Yeah, it's just what is. Okay. Yeah. It's the person <laughs> you is. So like, I would like to, because then I would have 
rad tattoos and just dress nicely and have cool shoes. But then rad tattoos. <laughs> These are 100% like, things that you can control. Yeah, I feel like you're definitely preserving. You're, you're holding yourself back here. Like No, I just uh, I can't be bothered. Why? I might as well just stay home. What? I was saying like, man, I wish I had a cold beer. It's like, it's not the... You're the one who's in charge of how cold the beer is. I'm just imagining this like... Like it's it's like the it's like the incel stuff, but instead of talking about millimeters of bone, it's like I'll never have cool shoes. <laughs> you know, like, like what? That's not really black pill worthy. Like what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'm the incel. Like, just, oh, like I can, it's just I get beyond the tattoos. My control. Cause like yeah. you have to go and like sit down for two hours with a stranger in a closed building, but you could just buy shoes online. Like there's nothing stopping you from that. <laughs> the, and the, the, uh, there's my I don't know. Hey, there's my uh, super ego is stopping. stopping <laughs> super ego. It. Yeah, because there's it's like got a the cape. <laughs> the id is it the id the ego and the super ego? I think. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I paid attention to yeah. once in high school. So my wow. id is like back there being like, "Hey, get the cool tattoo and some shoes," and then the super ego is right on top of my ego and being like, "Shut up." work okay i hate shoes i hate you no nobody cares just shut up it's you, it. they get everywhere i don't i actually don't like shoes that's a good point i'm always feet bare feet i'm bare feet right now i guess that's one obstacle between you and having cool shoes is you hating <laughs> shoes <laughs> that, that's true yeah that's really important groundwork to lay first i feel yeah. like uh, i feel like mine's just a chain of bad telephone games where it's like the id and the ego are like let's go outside and the super ego's like let's drink water it's like what what how the fuck did you fuck this up it's like i don't know but we're drinking water now it's like oh, okay <laughs> what's the what was the current event i wanted to bring up <laughs> there was a there thing that happened events like yesterday happening in our world are you talking about uh, there's like three that oh, I think right. would be fun to talk about there's Elon SNL. Musk and Dogecoin yeah <laughs> oh no right it's there, SNL dude. Let's, let's not talk about Elon Musk no it's uh too late okay. already brought it up <laughs> how, much, the, uh, how much is it up to right now I fucking <laughs> it's down like 30% right no it's up 8% I, I heard this was happening if, like a while yeah, ago yeah. but I was like I'm like whatever I'm gonna continue to not watch SNL like I always do but then SNL was brought forth in front of me because we finished watching Tenet and then somebody was just turn on SNL and it's like, oh, oh no. I saw the Doge, I saw the Dogecoin conversation where just a really awkward skit was happening and Elon Musk wouldn't stop jiggling. He was just jiggling in place for like the entire like five minute skit. He just wouldn't stop. Oh wait, moving. I saw that. He just kept swaying and jiggling, and I'm like, "What do you? What is he doing? I what is saw he, that. I what is this what behavior? I, I don't know what is what this is. He feels like an alien wearing a human mask, uh, and that was just a lot to take in. Uh, yes, Keith, he's rich. What do you want? <laughs> but uh, no, I saw the uh, I saw the horrifying Mario uh, Mario Kart courtroom trial skit, and I, I felt my 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 soul leaving my body like i wanted to leave <laughs> like it wow. it was so like i already know that snl is terrible and has been terrible and like maybe always was terrible i've never liked it so it's already like there's this awkward 
there's this awkward formula of like people standing in front of a live audience facing said live audience and just like loudly screaming their lines at them and like it's such a weird stilted awkward form of like performance that it's never it's always felt like i'm always like is the, is the point of the show that you just laugh at the the uh, the adults like these grown-ass yes. adults that are just really embarrassing is that the joke yes. like it's like yes. it's the same cringe you get from like mega 64 basically but less on purpose uh like, i don't i can't i don't i've never gotten it but watching that fucking mario trial and like you have like an elon musk dressed as wario and they're like not getting wario's character or his voice right and he doesn't know how to do a wario voice and i i think i think grimes did peach and gave peach an italian accent and it's like i <laughs> like i get your whole personality of being the cool billionaire is pandering to gamers in a really really rudimentary like base level like over and over again and and then and never it's never a clever way it's always like the most base level uh nerd references and like reddit front page bullshit uh but like not even getting what wario and peach sound like is impressive <laughs> and like getting the basic ideas of the joke wrong is like it's like it's like like the, it, it, Elon's a fake gamer girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's impersonating yep. being a gamer so that the guillotines don't come. Like that's his whole survival strategy. Like I was like, yeah. and it was so revealed live when it's like the SNL actors and Elon and no one, no one there in that room understood the understood Mario, the most popular gaming property. No one could step in and, and make any of it work, let alone be funny because that was. I skipped over so that. Be funny, yeah. <laughs> none of it was successfully funny either, but it was also just like distractingly, like not even based on Mario in any successful way. I, I, I that's, this is a show that goes on for, it's been going on for years. Well, decades. yeah, but I mean, things that go on for a long time don't necessarily mean they're good. What is the audience? <laughs> what is they getting good. out of it? Whatever the Nothing. audience is, they don't get the Mario jokes, I don't think. <laughs> if that's their base if that's the comedy they're used to, usually it's like I've seen some SNL shit and it's like I don't any of this attempted nerdy references, I don't think they get it. Also the Wait audio is also incompetent. Like the audio mixing was bad. Like every time they hit a stupid block and a and a copyrighted fucking like Mario sound plays, and I'm like, can you do that? Uh it's playing mm -hmm. at like maximum fucking volume, like a poor it's like watching a fucking like tutorial on YouTube on YouTube, and when the tutorial and the tutorial starts with like a fucking maximum volume CG intro of the dude's name, and then it goes to like, hey guys, how you doing? <laughs> like oh, like it was like yeah. that was SNL. It's like like the fucking coin noises hurt to listen to, but everything else was so much quieter. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this show? But they don't even have audio uh, engineering. Yeah, they probably or don't. Writers? They probably can't afford them. Have you ever well, heard of a compressor? I don't. I was fascinated. But yeah, I guess the B plot is that yeah. his his jokes about Dogecoin and so on plummeted the uh, the stock price. Because yeah, know more about when you started talking, when he started talking about SNL, I thought he was like the guest or something. No, he's he was the he, host. You really went? He's the presenter yeah. now. Well, no, well, there's a well, guest I mean, host every he's episode. He's only there for a single episode. Yeah. Oh, it's okay, okay. That's okay. the format of the show is there's a musical guest that performs and there's a and there's a guest host that is like the celebrity host of that episode. It, mm. It's 
it's basically like Make a Wish Foundation, <laughs> but for celebrities, where like you have like the person going like you're gonna be the star of the silly thing, and they like they they get they let the kid with cancer like kick a field goal at the end of the NHL. NFL, not NHL, kick a field goal on the ice. It'd be a little dangerous. Uh, <laughs> you let, like you get the you let the what kid. What sports that, were that's... you interested in? On your <laughs> yeah. like you let the kid that's dying in a month go play the sport for a second, and all the and all the the big uh, all the big uh, uh, athletes all like play along and have fun with it, and it's just it's all for fun and all that. Uh, it's like that, but for celebrities, you get like some Elon Musk dude, and the, you pretend he's funny, and everyone like waits on his hand and foot, and makes a bunch of skits around his boring interests for an episode, and then he gets to be in every fucking skit, and you, they're always the they're almost always the worst part <laughs> of the episode, and you're like, all right, let's get through this, and then uh, and that's I guess the show every week for an hour and a half. <laughs> yep. Oh. Television is weird. It was anybody uh, anytime has difficulty understanding what let's plays are. They they're nothing in comparison to actual television. Yeah, people are just used to it. We got a bird this week. Was there any topics you wanted to get to this week? Um, it was mostly just the SNL thing, and then uh. The the other thing that was on my mind was uh, complaining about audacity, since we all use that. What did audacity mm-hmm. do? Is it doing it uh, right now? <laughs> yeah. you, do you have so, no audio right now? Oh no 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 no! <laughs> Thank God! No, I'm not recording with audacity. I'm going through OBS because do not change a ship <laughs> in the middle of the sea. Um, but no, uh, so audacity uh, recently got acquired by. Um, uh, the Muse Group, which is the same people that own uh, Muse Score and Ultimate Guitar, and mm. um, one of the very first things that they did was they sent out a request, uh, a code change where um, they're now collecting telemetry data, which means that um, I don't think that they actually merged this code change because the backlash was really strong. But basically, they were adding in an opt-in feature where um, you could send your like operating system data and like all that stuff mm. to their Google Analytics platform, and they would use that for like you know data. bug fixes and stuff like that. And yeah, everyone was the like, where every "What the free, fuck?" If anything's free, you're the product. <laughs> yeah, people were like, "What the fuck? Why are you like this program has been around for thirty years and it's literally never had any." reason to connect years? to the internet and yeah. it's also open source it's not just free uh, it's how open source it? i think it came oh i think audacity came God. out in the 90s right i think no uh, i'm looking Jesus at the wiki page Christ. it's 21 years. Okay. 21 years audacity was released in uh, tw- uh 20, 2000 so 20 years 2000, ago yeah okay damn but the point is this is the first time they've ever added anything to have it like connect to the internet so of course not only is that like the telemetry change is like a big Thing that everyone hates it also added in like a whole bunch of libraries for here's how you connect to the internet and stuff like that and some people were like hey we were <laughs> like why <laughs> mm-hmm. like we run well, this specifically this on was boxes by because... someone that wants money yeah people were like we we run this on boxes that like don't have any connection to the internet to begin with so like is this the direction that the product's going to be going in like for kit for kit yeah 
It's disappointing. It's just four kids already. Disappointing. Um, I don't know if they actually went through with it uh, because I, I've never seen a code change on GitHub get ratioed before. jesus this one got ratioed it's like 20 thumbs down for every one thumbs up on the code change which is like (laughs) thousands and thousands is just i do just saying the sentence i got ratioed on github is fucking hilarious (laughs) but it actually happened yeah it just sounds the, impossible as a concept. From like the, open what saying community, to me. the open source community can be absolutely brutal in its defense of certain stuff. Like open source, I'm uh, so glad it exists, but by God, am I never going to try and contribute to it? It's so yeah, it's, I, it's a, a real stronger person needs web. to be the, the stewards of that. But mm-hmm. no way am I doing it. The I I when I uh, started learning about things when I was like 18 through 20 something, I was really involved in a couple of projects, uh, Firefox specifically in in support, but also um, OpenOffice, was it OpenOffice at the time? I think it was called OpenOffice. Yeah, OpenOffice.org. I think we still have OpenOffice. Yeah, Yeah, but it got forked because the company was really bad. I think it was canonical. It wasn't canonical. Was it Oracle? Yeah. Yeah. So they forked it into LibreOffice, and then later on, even LibreOffice got forked. But I think the the sort of main mainstay is the uh, that is when the, the main office, company does some bad practices or or starts trying to do take it in a direction. So all the people mm-hmm. that are outside of that little group just like take their the source code they have so far and just take off with yep. it and make it something else. Yeah. And it was over something completely minor as well. I think it was like. Maybe they were adding a few more option windows on something, or I don't. I think it was like something irrelevant. Yeah, and like for audacity, audacity to come in with the audacity. I had to make the joke <laughs> to, uh, to connect to the internet. Like this is this is definitely a fork moment. This Audacity. is the stuff that happens. Especially because it's such a small software. It's just recording audio file. Uh, oh my! I mean, there had to be at least one commenter on GitHub that asked how they had the audacity to do this. Um, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that comment also got ratioed. No, they didn't get you get upvotes. All the upvotes. People like so? people like puns. They all just they just performatively don't like them. Uh, I don't like them. I don't think that's true. That's you're welcome to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you're right. Uh, but it, yeah, I think this is a fork moment. It's that's one of the many reasons why open source is just everything should be open source. Everything. I, I unleashed one while we're watching, so we were watching Tenet this weekend, and I unleashed one because in the opening scene, it just cold opens on like some kind of fucking operation happening in like a, a fucking like opera tra- chamber or someone. Like you have all these people like playing their, like their violins and shit, and like people come up with guns to come at come at them. I'm like, what the fuck's happening? And I'm like, oh my god, they're orchestrating <laughs> some kind of plan, <laughs> and it just got a lot of looks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And now I've repeated it. Yeah, so I guess all I'm saying is uh, we all use Audacity. Don't update it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm vindicated for my behavior. Is like, do you update it in case there's a big security issue? But also it's like there's no security. It doesn't even have any internet connectivity to begin with. Like it's only 
introducing vectors for it to become less secure. Yeah. The most secure, in some of these cases, the seemingly the least secure, the most insecure thing about a program would just be the fact that it has this thing built into it where it downloads data to update itself. That's like the most questionable, that's the most questionable thing it has. It doesn't even have an auto-updater. Like, if you click on the check update, it goes to a web page. It's not an actual auto-updater, it's just a link. There's a lot that's of so fantastic. I have a lot of yeah, programs. That's that, how it's I have a lot so of programs well built. That, yeah. A lot of the programs that mm -hmm. I like need uh don't have any kind of auto update feature at all. They just they basically just want you to download the program again if you want new ones. Yeah, yeah I mean I don't I think that's voice I, meter and virtual audio cable and mm -hmm. technically OBS some no, I think they have a manual updater now. No OBS, yeah. But OBS, uh, so Audacity and and yeah, break I, and and Twitch leecher. <laughs> what I would use to download don't, bird streams. Don't add internet capability at whatsoever to your software, and it'll immediately make me way happier. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. I would rather not have an auto updater if it means that you there's no ability for it to connect to the internet at all. That's that's a happy trade off for me. Yep. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, and you had a you had a topic this week, didn't you, Colonel? I did. Um, like a few weeks ago, there was this uh, bit of a kerfuffle, uh, because there there's this uh, big Twitch streamer that uh, raised some some dust because uh, she was complaining about people shaming her and other uh, streamers for playing games on easy, uh, and so she has a a big. I think it's her article on on pol uh, polygon.com. Uh no, no no, it's not her article, it's somebody else's. Um but um I kind of wanted to bounce some stuff off of you because obviously we play uh well, Bird, I don't know about you Bird if you play a lot of uh, a lot of difficult games on your channel. Huh, jokes on you. I don't play anything on my channel. Mm -hmm. ah. <laughs> no, I've gotten a lot better yeah. about that. There was a period where it was a race where I was like, oh, it's been three weeks now. Who's going to come back after April's Fools first, Andrew or, or Bird? Because <laughs> like it was a stretching time where you both uploaded uh, April Fools' Day videos and then vanished from the Internet. I'm like, was that the real joke? <laughs> or you yeah. just both quit YouTube for the month? Got him. It was a nice <laughs> month. <laughs> but then you reminded me. Were you from like, scrutiny? Uh... It is a lot lower so pressure if you just keep recording Let's Plays but never upload any of them. Just put them in your folder. And like, that was nice. I'll never <laughs> hear back again. So, yeah, basically people get get uh, given... Well, we know that because we play, um, we play hard games. And uh, we also know the self-imposed pressure. At least I know on my side, the self-imposed pressure of playing them on harder difficulties or on harder modes. Um, Sometimes that happens, not all the time. I do play a lot of games on normal as well sometimes. It depends. Uh, but every once in a while, people just circle back to the discussion of, of things like, should Dark Souls have an easy mode? Or uh, are easy modes, <clears throat> are you even getting the ex the correct experience if you're playing the game on easy or stuff like that? Oh, yeah. And, um, in fact, Dark Souls I, itself I, is like this, like, very... Now, now, it's, like, now it's a very boring uh, go-to, like, crutch... Uh, it's like the go-to like crutch response to that is people just echo the same argument about Dark Souls every single time <laughs> about like yeah 
like the artistic vision of the idea and you're not getting the proper experience if you don't play Dark Souls on the on the highest difficulty or whatever and even though Dark Souls itself has several soft difficulties because you have the ability to like over and under level and it has multiplayer and NPC summoning and so on so like Souls games don't them, themselves don't have a set difficulty but pe those people don't seem to know Either don't think about Dark Souls that much, or they or they've ne literally never played them and just trotted out as their their elitist uh, example because they heard someone else say it and it sounded smart that time, and that's where most opinions come from. <laughs> I I will like you're absolutely right. Uh, I think elitist might not be the correct term. I think gatekeeping, uh, just in general, might work a little bit better because I think there's a I think there there might be a the, yeah sorry? the Venn diagram between gatekeeping and elitism is is a very it's a slightly lumpy circle. <laughs> it's lumpy. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean to say, like I I I'm trying to empathize with a possible person who is doing that gatekeeping here because I come from obviously uh, playing RPGs growing up. I I I know full well what it is like to not be able to finish games either because they are very difficult or because I didn't understand them or, or stuff like that. And, and also knowing the reward of eventually going back to them and finishing them and having a different experience because now I understand them a little bit better where I was forced to understand them and all that sort of stuff. What I'm saying, what I'm trying to say is that I think there is a certain uh, tendency that we have when we play a game and it doesn't matter what game it is. It doesn't have to be difficult. It can be literally any game. Like we were talking just before the just before the the podcast, we started recording the podcast. We were talking about Outer Wilds, as we do often, and <laughs> that game, that game is uh, is a good example of a game that is has a certain kind of experience. That at least for me, I got an experience that I wish other people got as well, and that the 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 marvel of discovering that world and and finding like the little details and the storyline and how it it just expands and contracts every once in a while and does the, does its thing uh, up until the end. It's, it's a whole journey, but it's also a whole journey that is very shaped by the constraints that the game puts on me, right? That the game doesn't tell me some, some stuff or tells me other stuff that misdirects and all that sort of stuff. It, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have anything to do with, with the uh, difficulty. It has to do with my perspective, right? Because I'm, I, if I go back to it now, I don't get the same experience. But when a game is very difficult, like a game like Dark Souls, and it forces you to... Yeah. Outer Wilds is the game where New Game Plus is easy mode. Yeah, exactly. Um, in, in Dark Souls, I think people can be fooled into thinking that just because you were for, like, you're playing Dark Souls and this boss is really kicking your butt, and then you're forced to, forced to learn all the intricacies and timings of the boss's attack and your own sword's attack, and that experience is very rewarding and very fun. That experience isn't just because of how difficult the game is and i think people miss that aspect when they go oh, when yeah. they go and complain especially when they, they're just trying to push it on streamers uh i'm trying to like i'm really going out as, of my as way some, to uh, as somebody who has like a thousand dark souls videos at this point i'm somebody who constantly has to re-explain my nuanced point on the fact that like it's like one of my favorite things ever made but I don't give a shit about its difficulty. I'm 100% not here because, oh my God, hardcore, I'm so cool for playing hard game. It's like, no, I don't even value the hardness of yeah, Dark Souls. I, I just you. see the difficulty as a byproduct of how intelligently made it is. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. But, but I also, like, what I'm trying to say is that 
there's if you if you hold on to it, it doesn't have to be the the difficulty it might be just you being capable of understanding the game design and you get a nice experience from it if you hold on to that one aspect that gave you the one experience that you like and then you wish other people have you're also forgetting that other people can have very valid and very rewarding experiences as well because of different things from the same mm -hmm. game and i and 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 that's why i think the decoupling of the difficulty level or the question about the difficulty of the game or if you're playing on story mode or or if you're uh, using cheats it doesn't matter the decoupling of that discussion from the discussion the discussion of the experience that people have the, the you know the subjective sort of very perspective based experience that people have of any game the decoupling needs to exist for for this conversation to actually lead anywhere because on the one side oh, yeah. there's the absolutely right people that complain that people harass them and fuck harassers it's awful just don't do that why just no terrible but on the other hand there's also i think there's the ro there's room i'm not saying that there's people who actually think like i'm trying to maybe think that they do but um there's room for people to make an argument from from uh from a place where there's there's experiences that are difficult to replicate in games and sometimes you need either obviously to go in blind sometimes or other times you need to have an understanding of uh like for example playing playing Baldur's Gate it's a, a game for me that, that I played it when I was a kid and I didn't know anything and I, I it took me a while to finish it because it's it's complicated it's a difficult game but playing Baldur's Gate these days without a more or less solid understanding of how Dungeons and Dragons work uh, works. You're not going to have a good experience. So, oh yeah, I think that anybody that goes into that game without knowing a little bit of Dungeons and Dragons, you're just not going to get the game. It's like playing. You're just not going to have a fun time. But maybe you, you are. The entire discussion sidesteps the subjectivity of difficulty as a concept, and like how like oh, like, when well, yeah. like when I play Metroid Prime for the Patreon and I do it on the Wii, it's like. This is my first ever like proper feature length Wii action game. And so like it's unusually difficult for me compared to people who literally grew up with the Wii, which I did not. I skipped over the Wii entirely, for example. And then you have like uh, a game like Hades where like I did super well and literally rolled credits in 25 runs. And there's people who are like, I did, it took me 50 runs to beat Hades once let alone wow. do all the stuff it takes to like roll the credits and beat the story. It's like Hades is a game that has such a massively different difficulty from person to person. And so like the idea that, that there's some sort of like objective concept of difficulty is kind of up there. That's, that's why games like Resident Evil have adaptive difficulty settings where they, they, they suppose they quote unquote, like punish you for doing them well, essentially by making the game mm -hmm. harder and to make the game easier when when the game when you're doing when you're struggling with the game and that's because of the fact that the game is trying to perform a really specific balancing act of how tense things should be and how much trouble you should be in and how much you're like kind of worrying about your ammo and your resources and so on and if it doesn't perfectly uh, adapt the entire game to how well you're playing it then that balance they're hoping for will happen to like 10 people and then everybody else, the game's <laughs> yeah. either too easy or too hard, which is most games. Like, I get, I'll yeah. always get these comments. Like, people get mad when I have an easy time against a Dark Souls 3 boss, like so, like Pontiff Sullivan or something, because it's like a betrayal of their experience, <laughs> because they didn't have the experience <laughs> that I had of struggling with that boss and so on. 
And it's like, it's I, the, yeah, it's the same discussion. You're absolutely yeah, right. It's, it's a betrayal a, of their experience. It's a big, messy, Oribus nonsense thing that doesn't, it just doesn't pan out. The version, the fact the, that the perfectly the balanced that pe- experience that people are championing and defending here, like, exists for almost nobody. <laughs> like, it's a completely <laughs> personal experience, and they're trying to make their personal experience standardized, and that's just fucking folly. Yeah, I think I think it's it's a maybe it works for some games, but looking for or looking at let's players or streamers for a reflection of how you play games or a reflection of what you got out of a game. Yeah, it's like well, like, like, were you playing games, a game live with a with a chat? <laughs> it's <laughs> even, fundamentally even a different then. experience already. Playing it with a weird level of scrutiny. But even then, I think I, I get a lot of um, uh, having finished Prey recently. I got a lot of people watching Prey that I knew and they said that like they had finished and watched Prey a bunch of times already. They know the game inside out and uh, they were still enjoying it because it's a, it's a game. It's It's got a lot of details and it's got a lot of room for you to to learn more things as you play through it again. And so I think for it's probably the best example that I can think of of a, a game that is enjoyable to watch somebody else play. Um even though you played it already, and even even though if they might have a different uh, experience from from you, you're still gonna enjoy it because I think even the fact of somebody yeah, noticing if, if the you're details, the right kind of viewer, yeah, that's the thing. Some people are just not that. There's a certain and level I, of emotional yeah. intelligence that comes with the very idea of watching blind let's plays and enjoying them. <laughs> like there's a certain <laughs> you have to be a certain kind of person who understands the format and and goes in knowing what to expect and understanding what you actually want from the experience. And a lot of viewers fundamentally don't really know what they want when it comes to those kinds of things, and yeah. it shows with how they react. Yeah, it's it, getting that's past often that. That's what's enjoyable the, about the whole thing. I, I for sure. I, I like. I remember. So. I, I like literally like. I like commissioned a blind let's play. The uh, was it? I, I, it, it, no, not, like, it's a weird way to put it, but uh, it's because I finished. Uh, I finished Resident Evil Seven, and I was like. I, I mean, I was like addicted to watching other people play Resident Evil 7, so I literally made oh. a second blind playthrough by having Andrew play it just on my own channel, just because I wanted I remember, more on yeah. top of the other ones that I was watching already. <laughs> and it, yeah, I remember you were you did it yeah. like a co-op, but no co-op. Yeah, well, I, I just hung out on the couch next to Andrew, and I was like, play Resident <laughs> Evil 7 for my channel and your channel or whatever. <laughs> and we just like did a Resin, another Resident Evil Let's Play, even though I'd already done one. <laughs> And like that's that's a lot of fun in that specific shared experience of like kind of it's the uh it's like the proxy experience of re-experiencing the game like through another person in a really specific way. But you see you see why I think the word elitist might not fit quite as well. Like you mentioned an example that is very good for that gatekeeping. Yeah, the the idea that you're like the, you wish that you wish the experience that yeah. you had on other people and are like word of the same. And, and are sad that I might not have. And I get that to some extent. Like there's a, a previous episode of podcast on my channel that would feature the discussion of the game Fury. And specifically, mm-hmm. uh, I had played the game on the intended difficulty. Cause that and and somebody else played the game on easy. And in a Furious case in particular, it's 
I think that doesn't always come up in these topics of like giving every game an easy mode is just the idea that like you have to make it and you have to make it well because <laughs> like you don't <laughs> you don't just like toggle on easy mode as a thing that's just built into unity or whatever <laughs> like you have to create <laughs> you have to design all of the easy mode <clears throat> and uh unfortunately at least at the at launch this might still be true too the um the easy mode of fury like fury was these big like seven stage boss battles where you fought against these big difficult enemies and you each had a health bar and whenever your health bars went down you lost a life and if you lost your health bar if you lost a life that just meant your health bar came back but you only had so many of them like normal like normal health bars but every time the mm -hmm. boss lost a life they went to the next phase and the next phase was a completely different fight in many cases and so it kept so it was this big multi-stage boss fight and being a series of multi-stage boss fights was the entire game uh and the easy mode just they they warped the number so you did a lot of damage and took a lot less damage but also only gave every boss fight three phases but oh. mo and worst oh. of all like what the, the worst thing about this is that you would just you would just like mindlessly hack through each phase like it was fucking dynasty warriors on normal like you would just like it oh, was no it was just nothing it was like just butter but all of said phases were just lazily copy pasted from normal difficulty and like as mm -hmm. you get through the campaign the game keeps getting harder and harder and harder and more just absurd it's like a, it has like that near stuff going on where you have like bullet hell stuff but you also have like sekiro style timed counter attacks and so on andrew should probably play the game actually if he hasn't already i don't remember if he's played fury uh uh yeah i've already beaten fury yeah and uh what sucks is easy modes difficult e uh, what easy mode would do is just lazily pick the three easiest phases and also buff your stats like crazy and just let you sleepwalk through each fight, which was silly because it's not like there's much story to get through. So it's like you're not really getting to anything by skipping the the, the content. <laughs> yeah. But around like two thirds of the way into the game, there is a particular boss fight that doesn't really have any easy phases. And so what happens is they the the phases they've picked for easy mode are still crushingly difficult and because you didn't play the game through on the normal difficulty that would have taught you how to deal with that kind of phase you have no idea how the fuck to beat it like it's it's incomprehensible based on if you only have experienced the game up to that point via the easy mode which of course you have you're playing it on easy mode so like it's yeah. in, it's like it's, it's, a, it's a difficulty spike that's completely inc incongruous because of how lazily made this uh easy mode was and that's like a and like that's not I don't see that as necessarily as an argument against the very concept of easier modes so much as they blight on that game's quality is the fact that it fails to is that it, it it puts in an easy mode that not only it's worse than not having an easy mode. It's an actively bad piece of content and I, that that's a poor representation of the game. And so like that's the thought that that needs to be put into the stuff a little bit more as we talk about difficulties, it would be it adaptive difficulty or selectable difficulties. There's a lot of really careful choices that have to be made there. Like, I, like, because I got, like, I played Doom, and like, when you launch a Doom game, they overwhelm you with like five difficulty options. And you're like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> How does anyone know? <laughs> Only Doom players know. And for the Doom players that actually already know, most of these options are pointless to them because they've played the game enough that only the top two are relevant now to them. But like, there's like, Wolfenstein and Doom have a ton of difficulty levels, but they don't like do a good job at at giving you a feel of whether or not you would like them and you can only really know by trying the game for a few hours and getting past the learning curve and then like what starting over if you feel like you might be on the wrong difficulty it's like it's it's not no, you the can most change it. elegant system 
you can change it when you die, and then you can change it back. Yeah, but you try and get like the. Uh, it's just the wasn't that what trying to get to like the ideal experience. That's oh, yeah, what Doom a, will do. Yeah. That's a that's a poor interface element of Doom Eternal is that you keep having to click on the load checkpoint button every time you die, but right next to like load checkpoint will be a surprise option to lower the difficulty. Sometimes yeah, you have to like dodge. But you can't up it again because if you accidentally click on it, it'll be it'll surprise you and put you in a low difficulty. And you're like, fuck no, I was just. God damn it, I was just in Super Meat Boy mode of reflexively hitting the start the chapter again button because I keep having to click it and you fucking moved the interface with the surprise thing. But that's a that's a whole separate <laughs> discussion of bad interface design. <laughs> like how when yeah. Captain is dead, randomly the fucking random random other commands are sometimes where the end turn button is. And you're like, don't mix those up. <laughs> don't do that. I I can tell where they're going with that game, but the interface needs work. Oh yeah. yeah, I think I've said my stance on difficulties before, but I can just repeat it here real quick. Um, uh, for me, I almost think about it from a perspective of like accessibility too. Um, oh, yeah. If you have somebody who's had like a neurological problem or something, and their reaction times are impeded because of something completely outside of their control, um, you can be a little bit exclusive if you don't provide some abilities to players to like tune these sorts of things. But then again, that also runs into the problem that Keith was bringing up where it's like, how will anyone know what all these parameters mean? Um, so like it almost lends itself to thinking like you package a couple of preset difficulties of like easy, medium or hard or whatever. Um, but then make basically everything tunable by just going into like some dot I and I files and say like, yeah, I don't need health to be increased. I just need a couple of extra milliseconds to react to stuff. You know, something like that could be super good. Um, but then again, what do I know? Because there's a guy, uh, there's a blind guy who played Hades and he <laughs> beat it on a higher heat than I ever will. So that was really cool to watch. <laughs> yeah. He got up to like heat 10 or something <laughs> it's just amazing that's like the one heartwarming element of AAA gaming is the fact that like so much of AAA development and everything is just disappointing and the games themselves are so uninspired and just a bummer and their workers are being mistreated <laughs> there's like a hundred bad things but the one yeah. surprisingly good thing is the like there's a there's an almost shocking emphasis on accessibility in Mm -hmm. I think both Microsoft and Sony are doing this at this point. And like, I, like I, I saw somebody going through the, like, the accessibility options in like The Last of Us Part Two, and how like yeah. everyone, like all the characters are like colorful like silhouettes essentially. Like the screen, like the game's unrecognizable the essentially mode, yeah. played in this mode because it's like in a high contrast mode for people that are like really poor of eyesight. And like they're, I think, what is it like? Call of a, Duty has four different um, colorblindness modes. Yeah, based well, off the, of which specific ones you have. Yeah, and I guess those have a, a checkered past with like uh, colorblind modes often just being like lazily just like copied from like a template, and the template is wrong. Yeah. So like, yeah. because those, because they don't have anyone in house to test it, it's there's like, like a post processing a, feature. Yeah. yeah, there's unfortunately a bunch of uh, colorblind modes in games that just are completely ineffective. I think Super Bunny Hop got into that, but uh, yeah, like it's it's crazy seeing like like you play through a game like Spider Man or Last of Us, and you're like, wow, look at all these graphics and all this gameplay style stuff and all these interesting things that went into it, and you have a completely different experience, and then you see. 
like somebody go through the stuff you're like wait how much stuff is under the hood of this game of like the different ways you can experience it just to make it accessible to more people and it's really that stuff's really impressive but and unfortunately completely outside of the yeah uh, range of what could be even handled by most like independent developers because it's like intensive stuff but it's surprisingly with, wholesome the thing with accessibility is that it has to be like for sure there's technical issues there's technical things that are important like um being aware of of uh seizures uh, that might be caused by your game or the the contrast issues or people who are hard of hearing or uh deaf and uh, you know there's there's a bunch of like very specific things that you can do but i also think that there's a lot of there's a lot of other accessibility features that uh i think uh, specifically nintendo has a, a hard tr hard time dealing with um with for example motion motion uh, movements or even like stuff like being able to pause a game is a, is an accessibility feature or stuff like uh, good journals in the games but for rpgs it matters so much that you you, you being able to play a game even if it's just half an hour a day it's it, there's a lot of a, game, a lot of rpgs that are very difficult to keep track of because you need to remember all these details and just having a good journal in the game and having access to all the the quests and all that and remembering um who is whom and it's not just a matter of having the name it's having a face as well because for a lot of people names don't mean anything or vice versa faces don't mean anything and names mean mean a lot because you know humans are very varied and having a holistic perspective to to accessibility no matter what genre of game it is it could be a difficult game or it could be just a storytelling game it needs to happen everywhere i think and i, I think a lot of it's just a matter of creating this culture of game developers having that in mind and people being, you know, having a reasonable chance of expecting a game to have accessibility features that allows yeah. them to to enjoy the, games. The other point that I usually make when I talk about this and like easy mode and accessibility is that if you have an easy mode, don't insult the people that use it. Don't call it like baby shader <laughs> mode or whatever. Like, come on, man. That's just gatekeeping nonsense. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. The, Wolfenstein uh, does that, I think. Well, Wolfenstein, yeah. I give a pass well, on it because it's nostalgic and was, you know. That's, yeah, I was gonna say those were did in the nineties. Those were. Like, oh, are you gonna pick the the pacifier no, piss baby mode? And no, really, I was talking like, about the newest one. Takes, I don't think it, I played it the takes Blaskowitz no, and gives him like a binky and stuff. A, yeah, there's yeah. no excuse to do that outside of the fact that it's clearly a reference what? and making fun of they, it but if you have a new game pass. like wolfenstein is the only one i give a pass on <laughs> Nobody oh, now else i'm gonna make it do it now i'm gonna make a game where you click on easy mode and it prompts up and goes are you sure you want to be a dumb baby and you click <laughs> yes and then it goes all right you dumb baby let me tell you how to play the game press a to continue and you press a and it goes like Good, you did one thing. Congratulations. The <laughs> oh next thing is coming up, so get ready, dumb baby. And like the whole game is just wow. constantly insulting you I for do that. Kind of okay, that actually sounds kind of funny. I do like, kind of want to play Andrew's aggressively <laughs> passive aggressive <laughs> fucking video That's game. That's not even passive aggressive. Dude, it's just like super aggressive. I can actually see somebody making a very amusing uh, little <laughs> indie game. Like just release it for free on itch.io. And it's like you're locked away from playing on normal or hard. You have to start on easy. It insults you the entire fucking time. And then when you get to the end of the tutorial, you eat the game and normal mode is unlocked. Or something. And then in my game, you, and then you, and hit then normal, my game, you, you click on play. normal mode and it just rolls the credits. 
<laughs> no, so so there is a I'm gonna I'm gonna make it. There's gonna be an easy mode that's the base of the game. You can yeah. buy very easy mode as DLC for 99 cents. <laughs> uh, oh, very oh easy, gosh. very easy mode. Uh, literally will not progress. Uh, <laughs> will not progress a single word of the tutorial until you press A to continue. Um, <laughs> no, that's, that's also slower. an accessibility feature. You need to have an auto clicker. Hmm? Well, the whole thing is that it's su not supposed to be accessible. It's supposed to just insult the shit out of you. As somebody who oh, doesn't yeah. really need the any... sending idea of accessible. Yeah, as somebody who doesn't really need accessibility options, one of my favorite byproducts of accessibility options is press hold, uh, holding for cooktime events. Mm -hmm. There's people that can't I, mash a button, and I'm like... I don't want to mash a button, so I'll take this too. Thank you, dear God. Yeah, really. I'm yeah. so tired of fucking mashing X to open a chest or something because Kratos can decapitate a dude with one button to press, but needs to press it ten times to open a box. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm gonna hold X. Fuck you. Yes. Thank you for this. I also liked. Uh, I love that The Last of Us Two had the like, oh, just hold a button and you just uh, you just open every drawer and pick it up yeah. automatically. Or like, how like yes, or thank like how you. Fucking... I don't want to press X. <laughs> Every time you mm -hmm. open a grate in Batman, you're like, oh, here we go again. mechanic. Every time I see it, I'm filled oh with hatred. God. It's so pointless. <laughs> I want, the, I mean, honestly, I want most quick time events removed from video games just in general. Agreed. I remember they're, a time when quick time good. events, I remember a time when quick time events and specifically the mash button thing did not exist. They started yeah. with the Xbox 360. No, Resident Shenmue. Evil 4. on Dreamcast. Oh. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Shenmue on Dreamcast not only had quick time events during cutscenes, but they were permanent. You're right. So you d instead of being like, game over, try again, Laura Croft, you got decapitated. It's like, wow, that guy got away. Anyway, on with the story. <laughs> like, you just, you just have to live with that. So it's like the Until wow. Dawn approach to uh, quick time events where it's, it is the story. And if you're going to do them, know. at least do them that way. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if that's worse or better because I never the, the, the entire for, reason I can currently do a blind playthrough of, of Resident Evil 4 sometime in the future is because of QuickTime events. Because <laughs> you didn't I didn't get the right ending. No, I bought the game on PC back before oh, I remember the story back yeah, before yeah. everything was on oh. Steam and everything used an Xbox controller. So it was like you press one, but like circled one, which means not one on the keyboard, but like one on whatever the fuck gamepad language they were running with. Whatever. Who knows? And so I, mm -hmm. I would sit there and I would be like, I just got run over by a boulder over and over again. And I kept like, <laughs> I would just mash different buttons on my keyboard to try to find what the run button was. Because because in the in the in the boulder sequence, you run from a boulder by mashing a button. And eventually I found the button that you did you do to uh, you to run. But then when you run for a, a little bit, Leon then has to jump out of the way. And jumping out of the way is two <laughs> buttons at the same time. And oh, neither, no. of, and neither uh. of them were the run button. So I, I, in order to continue the game, I'd have to find what combination of random two oh, keys no. on my keyboard represented the gamepad buttons I would need to, to dodge. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm never beating this game. This is yeah. $20 at Walmart in the garbage. <laughs> I, it was just, I just yeah. bought a disc copy of Resident Evil 4 for the PC, and it was not playable. I did not for, own a controller for my, for my computer. Yeah, and then even if you had the controller, it'd still be one and twos and whatnots. Yeah, and who knows if it was even the right controller or whatever, because like we were, pre, right we were pre the universal approach of just every controller is just the consoles, controllers from yeah. consoles. For me, a memory that's going to be 
storm in my mind forever well not, maybe not forever but for a long time uh it's a game that i actually liked a lot dying light is a little zombie game dying light is very uh, good i liked it a lot i it was fun but the ending for me is ruined because it's it's like this big like story storyline climax and just oh, and then right at the very end there are a few um yeah i think it's the only i'm not sure i, I recall it to be the only quick time events in the game and there are a few yeah. in the during the cutscene there's quick time events and i was just watching the cutscene and then i died and then what and then it yeah. reloads immediately before the quick time event so i just what and i died again yeah. and it completely ruined the tone because i just died a bunch of times before i clicked x or whatever there's a surprising number like, of uh triple a video game endings where they like basically couldn't finish implementing the ending so or like they um, ran out of ideas or development time so instead of having like yeah. a proper set piece or a boss fight that's interactive or so on although sometimes they do just kind of get sometimes you have batman where it's like why am i fighting hulk joker this is a weird choice but you have uh, you have games that like just seemingly couldn't finish implementing a proper complex finale that would pay off the whole game's systems up until then. So instead, they just have a cutscene that resolves the story, and you lightly interact mm -hmm. with it. And so, yeah, in in some games like Dying Light, you like have to do a QTE for some reason, and then you have like you so know, really bizarrely, Uncharted One ends with like a <laughs> an incredibly strange segment where you're like, I think you're on a a helipad with the villain. And you have to perform a, it's technically not QTEs, but you have to perform a series of really specific scripted actions in order as like a stealthy approach to the guy to like catch him off guard and defeat him or whatever the fuck. And, if, and so it's just trial and error of you like, do I go this way? Nope, dead. Do I do that? Oh, nope, crap. dead. And you just like trial and error that through this really specific thing so in order to mm -hmm. defeat the thing. Because they made the game, they made the final boss quote unquote hard by just instant killing you over and over again until you figured out the specific thing you had to do. It was like... It's like if Uncharted, instead of being a third-person cover-based shooter with near, let's, let's face it, zero variance in gameplay, it's just the same cover-based shooting the entire game, and then sometimes Tomb Raider wa uh, wall climbing, it's like if the game was suddenly Limbo. Like, that's how the game ends. Like, it, it ends with Limbo gameplay, <laughs> where you're just like, I just gotta figure out how to survive this screen now. Like, that, that completely different design philosophy at the end of the game. <laughs> You know what game I feel did an extremely good job of uh, tying up the mechanics and stuff into a satisfying ending was Half-Life 2. Because oh, it's the really? easiest part of the Especially entire game. Especially Episode 2. Oh, I didn't play uh, I haven't actually beaten Episode 2. Oh. But in, the base, in the base game of Half-Life 2, the really? ending is the easiest part of the game. You get a super overpowered weapon that's built off of the mechanics of the most fun weapon in the game. Oh yeah, they tried to do that um, with Alex. It was bad. Yeah, and you just get the fucking like rip, man. And it's like, yeah, the only downside is that it is extremely easy, but it's like a culmination of like you've mastered the game. Just knock yourself out for ten minutes with a super overpowered version of your favorite gun. Is that oh, was really I satisfying? I recall being really let down with the ending of Half Life Two. So I much so that I never divisive because it was so easy. But I think, like, it, yeah, I think I'd it was rather take that than a fucking QT. Then Half Life One, <laughs> where the ending is super hard. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, exactly. The ending is super difficult in Half Life One. The my problem with Half Life Two, I think, more than anything, was just it didn't lead to any story. It was like, oh, you didn't finish the game. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah, miss. Because it's just like free. they cut the game halfway through. Oh, and also, there is yeah. it me or? They, Should they not have the weird obsession with the G-Men? 
Uh, I mean, I don't have the full picture yet because I still haven't played the first game. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. But I, I lack some what? of the context for what's going. On. Yeah, I've only played. I played Half Life. I started the franchise with Half Life Two Episode One. <laughs> because to be That's fair, weird. it's very poorly named. <laughs> I, it sure I, I, sounds I, I, like I, the beginning of Half Life Two, but it's actually the second there, part of Half Life Two, which is its own. There's a. That's a that's a that's a marketing problem. That's a fucking like that's a that's a labeling mistake. This should have been like Half Life a... Chronicles episode one or something, but it's like literally called Half Life Two episode one. That means it's part one. What the fuck? What do you mean it's part two? <laughs> it but, says uh, one. But no, I, I yeah. made my Steam account just to play my my first Steam account that's gone now. Uh, I made my first Steam account to play Half Life Two episode one, which I bought as a physical disc and then had to make a Steam account to play it. Uh, yep. And then I, yep. then I lost the me. password because I, it was a password for one video game. What the fuck? So my uh, I just my, so my my Steam account just ends with a two <laughs> because I just used the same name again and edited two to the end. Then that's the one that I use now all the time and has thousands of games. Uh, but I played Half Life Two Episode Two, which starts with the super gravity gun. So I had a another iffy exposure to the the, con the continuity of the whole thing because i start off with mm -hmm. a super gravity gun then downgrade to a normal gravity gun because <laughs> that's, oh, that's, that's how that's how that's how episode one starts but it's it's definitely it's, it's a cool payoff of like of a, if you if you don't want to go difficulty and just want power fantasy it's definitely an, an approach that uh you just take the thing it's like oh that thing you use to pick up physical objects and launch them at people well now you can pick up people with them and kill them instantly <laughs> it's ah I'm, a, I'm godzilla in this game now which is a that's one way to end a game for sure, and it's fun. And Half Life Alex is so fun and so engaging. I had a great time with that game all around, and it was just a really cool game. But the most disappointing part is that it ends with like the gravity gun again, but again, in that uh, the whole game you play with with Alex's gloves, and she she mm. can kind of gravity gun stuff with a gesture where she can bring stuff to her hands, uh, and that that's their way of getting around you having to like bend over and pick shit up the whole game. Uh, and in the end, they're like, what if the gloves were like super now <laughs> and they had like more power than before? And it's like, you've done this before. This game was mostly <laughs> stuff you haven't done before and you ended it with stuff you've done before. But no, Half-Life 2 Episode 2 ends with the one of the best examples of actually having a mechanical culmination that's like a challenging set piece that's also thrilling and other stuff and so on so if you will if you if you prefer the prefer the other one then the real ending of half-life 2 that it, 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 it does end with that now as of 2007 mm. for me the episodes were always tainted because i didn't like the ending of half-life 2 and also because they promised there were going to be three episodes yeah, and the one, oh, we all one every six months yeah <laughs> infamously one every six months they took forever to do everything and i was like oh whatever <laughs> Oh yeah, no, it's it's a it's aggressively it's incredibly obvious seconds into starting Half-Life Alex that they're like, we have to address the fact that this franchise has just stopped on a cliffhanger for the last X number of years. Yeah. Like they they literally like without spoiling anything that actually happens in in said game, literally the opening text screen of Half-Life Alex is X number of years before like it literally opens mm. referring to that and it's like oh shit are we dealing with that or something because this is a prequel what the fuck does that mean and they just they just have that question dangle over your head for like the next 20 hours <laughs> i uh, the, the other thing for me is that i don't play games necessarily for the storyline like that's to a, know, I say a good story approach. Line, it, that's usually safe it, when i when i say storyline I, I do mean like 
ooh, what happens next? No, I don't. It's not about the what, it's the how. Always how, 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 how. And uh, it could, that's why sequels that don't deal necessarily with the same characters are totally okay for me. I also grew up with that sort of mentality as well. Sequels are just, here's a new tale in this world. It used to be more like that uh, than it is these days, I think. Zelda. <laughs> Zelda is a good example, yeah. Final Fantasy. The two I, things I that I play video games for are story and excuse to mess around and see what I can break. <laughs> so Half-Life 2 is actually a pretty good thing there. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a decent yeah. enough story and lots of physics to fuck around with. Um, you, you may not be aware, but I, that was my approach to all of uh, of Alex was that I I I encountered a box, and I just <laughs> I, I I I got to a room full of grenades, and the game was like, but you only have hands, so you know that's the way of that's like they 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 gave me like fifty grenades in a room, but you don't actually get to keep the grenades because of the fact that you can't carry that much stuff. It's pretty much what fits in your hands. But I was like. Mm -hmm. Fuck that. I'm gonna find a box. <laughs> I'm like gonna pick up a box. I'm gonna put all the stuff in the box. I'm gonna fucking carry the box with me. And I find and like they and they they clearly had already patched this behavior out of the game. Because people used used to be able to use like one-handed boxes and just fill them with stuff and they patched that out so stuff just falls through them now. Uh but I found a big chunky two-handed box that has too much physics interactions for that to that to, the for that to be patched out apparently, because this one still worked. So I picked them up and I, <laughs> and I and it was really useful and like and you get attached to the thing, so you're like, I'm gonna name you Vincent, and I had to figure out for the rest of the game, I had to figure out every choke point, every big obstacle where clearly I can't take him past this. I had to figure out how to get him past that, and I I kept going for the rest of the game with a fucking box that I named because I was getting away with it still. So let's keep doing it. There was the some real, there was some real like this is it. This can't I can't possibly get past this point. There's no way to get this through here, and then. <laughs> With some editing, <laughs> eventually we get. There. Yeah, the box was shattered a couple of times. I saw. We, yeah. I mean, yeah, that was that was just one of my favorite gags ever. Is, <laughs> it was like it was like a Legion style yeah. moment of like you're 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 watching the perspective of like a reality a reality bending x-man type character that shapes that like denies the bad things happening i guess like wandavision probably is i haven't seen it but like somebody like that like has to grapple with a really bad thing and instead they just reject it by reshaping reality around them so whenever vincent would suddenly shatter you just hear me go no then halfway through the no would be like a perfectly cut screen moment and it would cut to vincent being whole and i'm just like da -da -da, everything's fine and like mm -hmm. <laughs> i would smash cut to like five minutes later after i had to like fucking reload the game and get back to the exact six same spot and like try to make it like match like like uh, like as if like <laughs> like as if you hallucinated the part where the box broke <laughs> oh yeah there were a couple of i think you did that three times total maybe or more i i, I yeah but uh, one of the, i think one of them point. at least was very much like what did i just see <laughs> oh yeah the first time it happened i would i went in an elevator and I turn around to pick up the box, and the box is like a little stuck, and then just explodes. And like there was, yeah. and there was like a nonsensical reason for exploding, because it was like a physics glitch in itself. But then I just like tried to make it a matching cut and move on, like just like nothing had happened, and like completely <laughs> not acknowledge it, but keep it all in, obviously. And that was that was a fun series to do for a few reasons. <laughs> mm -hmm. Only a few. I'm gonna be having a lot think less VR fun is the, soon. Do you think the VR is the future of gaming? No. No. <laughs> no. It's just a thing. So quick.
so quick to no. just like, no, that's well, it's, it's the future of gaming is a stupid phrase. <laughs> <laughs> so f what a fucking lack of imagination. The idea that gaming is one thing. Fuck you. <laughs> like single player. That wow. entire line of reasoning, not you single player obviously, RPGs but are I, dead. I mean, like the, the fact that people keep posing that as a topic. Yeah, <laughs> I had a fucking heated argument with one of my housemates in my old house about this topic because they were so they were so fucking at the like the the cult that uh, they were they're bowing at the foot of VR and talking about how like it would makes every genre better. I'm like, yeah, it's going to make CRPGs better. Is that what's going to happen? CRPGs mm -hmm. are going to be better in VR. What you know, look down at a table and have to awkwardly bend over a bunch to look at the little things happening. Of like, oh man, I gotta look at this isometric thing in VR. Wow, they really do look like plastic figures. They really do look <laughs> not real still. <laughs> like, what is the fucking upside here? Do you want V? Do you want CRPGs to look like that fucking like the the monster chest from Star Wars, whatever it's called? Thing you have to let Chewie win. Starlock pit. <laughs> no, that's a that's a pit. <laughs> Monster. Oh, There's a game they play where little hologram monsters beat each other up. Oh, the monster <laughs> chess thing. Yeah, I almost said Pizza, oh, yeah, but that's that, the I wrong think... game from Star Wars. No, that's yeah, that's Gotor. Yeah. Uh, Dijarki. Dijarki. I don't know if that's right either. I don't know. <laughs> it's Dijark, I guess. Or people. It's also it's, it's also known as Hollow Chess. Hmm. Yeah, a popular two-player game in which chess. teams of yeah, holographic that's, that's, creatures that's battle each other. That's what they called the other. movie. There you go. Yeah, did people it, have it. a weird obsession with with Bazak. There's a lot of people who are just like in love with Bazak in my in my experience. Uh, is that in the movies or something? I I feel like Bazak was made up. I, I feel like Bazak was, was made up for Kotor, and I. I've never played it, but I think it sounds. It, I think people have made it sound like it has that it, it might be based on Triple Triad from Final Fantasy VIII, but I don't know. Oh. And then nobody likes Gwent. Gwent's great. Gwent's what sorry, the fuck Gwent. are you talking? About? Everyone likes Gwent. <laughs> I'm sorry. Everybody likes Gwent. Caravan Gwent was so from, uh, and Gwent was so liked yeah. they literally made a standalone made a version game. of yeah, it, yeah. which I like. I was thinking of I don't, I don't like it as much. I was thinking of Caravan from uh, Fallout New Vegas, but for um, some reason. Yeah, I like Caravan. Pazak's not very. I like Gwent as well. Pazak's not very fun. Yeah, I agree. Gwent, Gwent was agree. one of the coolest mini games ever <laughs> in a video mm -hmm. game. Like you could, they, it, what it did have enough depth and interesting stuff going on that you could turn into a it real was thing. Great. So they did. Uh, and it but unfortunately, well with the exploration and the yeah. world. It had it had cracks. Like it wasn't like if if if, if yeah, you bought if yeah. you if you had just bought that copy of Gwent as a whole game, you'd be you'd quickly start realizing all the problems with like how the ai handles it and the balancing issues and so on but it's like it was a lot more fun than like playing like pazak it's like wow i collected <laughs> a four i can't or, wait to use poker. my four or dice poker <laughs> like in the first game because pazak's just dice. boring it's just blackjack with extra steps yeah. and it's not very interesting Ma mass effect has a similar game as well doesn't it it's not just as it's just not as a uh, widespread it's uh... in that um I mean, there's casinos in in uh, Mass Effect, I guess. I don't yeah, remember. yeah, they use a similar, they use a similar there's, thing. There's to... no campaign spanning thing in Mass Effect that you like keep no, collecting no, yeah, chunks yeah. for to like help you play it or anything. Yeah. Also, because it would be really weird, because <laughs> you're a freaking military <laughs> man. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that, it, you're up to su you're su you're important supposedly in all these other games too. <laughs> yeah. So, I am, but I don't know. If you're Geralt, you you have some leeway to play some cards every once in a while. Yeah. Because he's a mercenary. And there's just like an aspect of like, 
it does kind of color the characters a bit to like let them like just kind of have this like, like yeah. side hobby that they get weirdly obsessed with. And in Geralt's case, I like that in Witcher Three, you could you canonically play Gwent. Like not only did you like there's the usual thing where you go to like a bunch of uh there's the usual thing where you go to like various locations to challenge the Gwent person because like the like these mini games <laughs> always have incorporation of like here's the one NPC that lets pl you play the game like a uh, like how in uh, Final Fantasy fourteen you play like this weird tile based battle game with random people that's basically a card game but in a uh, in Witcher three there are literal quests where one of the options is to play Gwent and you can even resolve disputes by playing Gwent like you can get mm -hmm. you can do like a ten stage quest. Where at the end you settle a disagreement by beating them in Gwent, <laughs> and it's like a bet, and you're like, and that's like one of your options. And instead of being a skill check of like, what's your dexterity or whatever, it's like, how 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 strongly do you believe in your Gwent deck, buddy? <laughs> that's a that's a very different approach, and I love it. The, uh, Can you believe Cyberpunk twenty seventy? I got to bounce. I got a yeah, pretty it's, hard it's, it's about time, time to now. go. Yeah, just just send yeah. send it over. I'll see you later. Okay. Bye. I gotta open bye the bye. file we used to send those around. Can you believe they they made uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven and they brought over the punching mini game but not the Gwent mini game? It's very frustrating uh, that they didn't have any really. They didn't have any mini game, did they? That was it's like impressive. It's they released no. Cyberpunk. They released, at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's also a thing. Like it just has the DLC been announced yet? They like, promised like DLC very early. Like my understanding, there's, there's also a thing like that in a. Right, because I had a proficiency in it on my D and D character. Uh, uh, there's a there's a card game in D and D in universe, mm -hmm. and you can buy a physical copy of it too if you want to like role like role play it. Like you can have I have proficient my uh, uh, Thunder in the Morning has a proficiency with a specific mm -hmm. uh, a specific card game, and that he's really good at playing it. Like so, you can dice roll him playing the game to settle things mm -hmm. like the way you would with Gwent in Witcher, for example. So you could actually do plot points with that if you if you and the DM and everyone wanted to and so on. And yeah, if you really wanted to, you could literally have a copy of the card game and play a game in real life <laughs> to settle to, cool. to find out who wins, which is really amusing. It's like some kind of like dragon cards thing or something. Mm -hmm. That's pretty funny. It has to be it's dragons, thing, otherwise. It's thankfully not a CCG. It's just it's like blackjack. Like it's a set deck. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. You I might, mean, they could be. Given they your could character, do it you CCG. might have also been proficient at it. They could do a CCG like uh, oh yeah. As long well, as you I mean, only I, mean had... I think there is a D and D CCG. But like, if you only have like fifty cards, or and your hand is like ten, you play two. That's enough for variety. You don't need to yeah. have like extra. Well, what's the what's the famous one? Magic, the Gathering. Yeah, because that one has thousands of cards. Oh yeah, yeah. Magic the Gathering is. It's got to be like it's the longest running successful <laughs> trading card game, right? It's not. I wouldn't say it's a scam. I mean, trading card games are what they are. They've they are what not, they are. But like, from not somebody who... about it, it's not like it's not like yeah. Wizards of the Coast is hide is like hiding the fact that it's like a every scam season... in only the same way that every CCG is, <laughs> which is yeah 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 kind of. <laughs> They're uh, I don't I don't like I'm not, you can I'm just not play a fan with of CCGs. Cards. And you have the same experience. 
Well, that, that's, the, that's the, the thing out. is like whenever these come up as a topic, I'm like, I would love to play Magic. Let's play the uh, the Duel of the Planeswalker Xbox game. That's ten dollars and and that's it. Like, because I do you not have all the cards in there. Uh, I don't. You have you have decks at least, and you can play them against each other. Because like, I don't like yeah. the uh, I don't like the pay to win aspect the, of like buying yeah. all these booster packs, like Overwatch loot crates, except they're full of things that make you better at the game and you spend money on them. And I also don't love yeah. the deck building because it's like this. Not necessarily, though, because you could be an... get a pack that has cards you already have, which means you don't get anything from the pack. Oh, you yeah, just no, wasted it's, your it's, money. Just, it's pay to like, win, but pay to win yeah. in a way that obfuscates your rewards, which encourages you to spend more money for increasingly diminished rewards. Yeah, uh, it's just loot boxes. So it's just a pay to win that's true. That's that's like it ruins the game for the people that aren't investing all the money but also uh makes the game but also like it it also pr like preys on the people that actually are putting money into it too by increasingly like getting them accustomed to spending money on it over and over again basically habitually at some point and like yeah you mm -hmm. go to like you go to like drafts is like an event that people do like they throw those events to make yeah. a lot of money essentially because you all put money in the pool and they just open up a whole bunch of decks and like a whole bunch of booster packs all mix them into one pile basically and then you get to like draft your deck via sort of like like card selecting process where you take turns drafting uh cards and then whoever wins gets to actually keep the cards or something like that like there's like a system of who actually gets to keep the winnings so it's like it's like pay to win crossed with gambling crossed with other stuff but it is like also admittedly level marketing <laughs> yeah but it's also admittedly Jeez. coupled with an interesting and kind of exciting idea of like a competition event that could be memorable and worthwhile in its own right so it's like it's kind of a mixed bag of different things like because yeah like at, at the core of it all is a game that i think is fun but boy do i not want to go I down think, that well <laughs> i think the fact that it's not like a tailored experience it's so uh it's like it's so okay let's i have a deck you have a deck let's let's fight it's not like the mechanics are into like it's not like in in a computer game where the mechanics are introduced to you you learn this type of terrain what this building does but you know where you have an experience as you learn the game it make makes it so that it's inevitably about the meta and it's inevitably about knowing what the latest strategies are and how what it works with the current decks because if you're playing with new decks it's different rules and whatnot so it's it's just it's the game is less about you figuring it yourself out by yourself and more about you know looking it up online and just being like oh this, these two cards work really well and if i play them play them together or something you know what i mean it's like the, it's the same problem with stoneheart or stone shard which the one from um, yeah Heartstone. that was that was yeah. what that was what killed hearthstone for me as i had a period where i was like i don't know hearthstone seems like it might be kind of fun i'm kind of excited about i kind of want to play it like it's visually it's really cool looking and like it's got this snappy mm -hmm. interface and the cool card effects like i i had played some of the beta so i knew how to, i knew how it worked on a on a basic level and it's like it's an enjoyable loop and then i mm -hmm. at one point i was sitting with marty and one of our housemates at like habit burger or something and they were talking they were complaining about face hunters which was some kind of meta imp like that existed at some point at the time like they're complaining about like the current meta essentially and and, and mm -hmm. it was hearing them complain about the meta was just like I don't want, I think yeah. I want to play this entire game. <laughs> like that's the game. The meta is the game. I don't enjoy that idea at all. Like trying to like yeah keep up on what the meta is and so on. It's like 
It absolutely Overwatch is the game. keeps trying to tell me what the meta heroes are, and I'm like, okay, exactly. uh, I'm still gonna, I'm still just gonna keep picking over uh, Symmetra. Oh, she's the worst yeah. character in literally the entire game. I'm gonna still picking Symmetra. <laughs> like, but I, that's I, I want to play the game that's there instead of the game that people made out of it sometimes, and that's the but bummer in a about team online game, it's games different. like that. Yeah, yeah, in a team game, it's different because you all make up like it's so much more complex. It, when it's just one versus one, the yeah. meta is everything. Like it's I have, just... I have a physical copy of Hearthstone. I mean, not Hearthstone. Mm. Uh, sorry, Gwent. Oh, Gwent. The, uh, oh, yeah, the, I remember the you. Collect, the collector's editions of the two DLCs, each game with vouchers that let you buy uh, the limited supply of the uh, of Gwent. It was a. Uh, it was mm -hmm. two boxes that collectively gave two, two decks. There was two decks each, so now, now I have all four decks except they added Skellige later. Uh, so like the physical edition has that like all the cards and it's like this isn't it's like it's there's no TCG it's just you buy Gwent and you have Gwent <laughs> but of course now it's Gwent, also unpatched now, yeah which but now, means it's now the Gwent one meta. is a TCG and it's a, it's it's like yeah. Hearthstone now and it's like oh yeah it's, it's kind of nice the that. idea that you could just buy an entire like even if it's a deck builder technically the idea that you could buy the entire deck builder is really appealing and just like I have the the game the end there are some games like that i remember playing uh spell oh, yeah. uh, it's not spell forge i can look it up very quickly spell bind spell weaver spell weaver yeah spell weaver i think there might spell be DLCs. Weaver soul stealer sorry <laughs> is that from uh, warhammer um that's probably that's probably some Yu-Gi-Oh thing i don't even know oh but you yeah spell weaver Anime was, boy was... what is it what what something something soul stealer iron weaver soul stealer iron weaver soul stealer inuyasha mm. people yelling out their moves when they attack yeah spell yes. weaver is like a uh is an indie dn uh magic the gathering sort of game uh it's really cool it's you know it's not like it, it's not like it's super janky or anything it just plays normally it's just a, it's just a game and uh i think you get all the cards <laughs> I had fun for a little. Mm -hmm. Played like for five hours. I don't. Yeah, I've. I think I got into. I got into magic once, and then after after like I only had two people to play with for a year. It was like okay, I don't think I'll ever do this again. It's kind of. Oh, like right, stupid. yeah. I remember when you had your period of magic. Yeah, I, I still have my decks. I still have my cards. They just yeah. sit there in a box, but like. We still need to do a video honoring the fact that somebody sent us magic decks. Oh yeah, I forgot. Someone did send us magic decks too. Yeah, I still have uh, them sitting here. I think they're unopened. They're, on, they're somewhere on my on my bookshelf. I think it was a blue deck and them. a blue black deck or something, or I don't know the elements for sure. Yeah, but one of them I might just know, have an elemental are... advantage and just win or whatever. Card games are like the baby's first loot box. It's the intro into the concept of paying money for not getting what you want, which yeah. is a what a weird not system not to even teach once. anybody. <laughs> yeah, yep. it's it's funny because like as a kid, obviously people still get you, mad to this day that I don't open my loot boxes in Overwatch, and it's like, why, why are you defending this system? Why are you so yeah. militant about it that you're offended someone else isn't engaging with it? It's like it's. It's literally it's it's also like because it, you, you summarized it so well as the fact that like it's literally an entire system about get tricking you into paying for stuff and then not getting what you want. And like, 
Yeah, and it's just an, and it's just about a bunch of steps of trying to condition you to do that more and more and getting used to it until you don't think about it anymore, and like that's deeply Especially frustrating. Multiplayer games. Like when I, every now and then I'll be like, oh, is there a figure of this character I like in Monster Hunter? I kind of want a little figure of the, of this guy or that guy and so on. It's like you you know what you get? You find fucking gotcha collections or whatever where it's like you get a mystery box of monster hunter monsters it's like no i just yeah. want the fucking monster what the fuck japan <laughs> jesus well that's yeah that's a huge so there's like it's funny it's... too because there's sometimes where that's fun and interesting uh like they have little gotcha machines where you you know you put the quarter and you turn it and you get a yeah, little figurine capsule machines and, like we have here yeah and and sometimes they're children. fun. Sometimes they're completely great when you're like, I don't really give a shit which one I get. They all look amazingly stupid. I want one of those stupid things. Like I have two Kabuki owls and yeah. all of them look ridiculous. I don't I didn't care which one I got. They're all dumb looking. But like, sure, here's a dollar. Take my yeah. kabuki, give me a Kabuki app. Uh, for owl. me, it's like I, I like, don't I don't like Rathlos. He's a boring dragon. I want. Yeah. Toba Kadachi. Like, Give me Toba Kadachi, like, yeah, and I don't the, want that's a fucking Diablos. It's just you're creating plastic waste. <laughs> the moment, yeah, the moment it becomes like actually important. Like I've seen some of the capsules where it's like, oh, you could build a whole uh like monorail system if you get all the. It's like I'm not gonna spend twenty bucks trying to get a damn like four yeah. piece set. This is stupid. Just get, like, just sell me the four piece set. It's one. You're tricking people into buying things. Uh, you're tricking people into buying things, and then not getting what they want. Like you said, which. It's just a bizarre thing for people to get used to is the idea of like, oh, I want that one. It's like, well, you got this one. It's like, but I paid you. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, but also it's like the level of waste it creates because the the implication is like, you're just going to, in the process of trying to get the one you want or like, or getting the full set, if that's what you're into, you're just like, either you're going to not get the one you want and then you might just throw it away or you're going to like want to get the full set and you keep getting dupes in the process of getting trying to get trying to get the full set and that also just creates waste where it's like you're either going to like obsessively find people to trade these with or something or you're just going to like throw it away and it's like you're, yeah it's and just, i mean you're if you're, you're like the nothing make creates waste like selling things to people that when they and then they're just like oh i don't want that <laughs> but it's yeah. mine now great and, like when i get a receipt and that's why you <laughs> And that's why they often target this shit to children is because everyone on the playground is supposed to be interacting with it. Like that's the, that's the gimmick. That's the idea is that you, you, you like MLM other children into this pyramid scheme because you're like, yeah, I have yeah. like 15 Pokemon cards. If you get some, we can play a game together. And like, no, sir. How about we just play a game together that doesn't involve a huge money investment like poker. I can just buy a pack of cards and we're set to go. If you want thrill in it, I'll put some money down. But like, I don't need to, I don't need, you know, I don't need to buy 15 packs of fucking whatever the current like expansion is of Magic the Gathering. I mean, uh, yeah. And then be like, told just, in like six like, months that I can't how use many those cards. monsters there are like, in Monster Hunter as a series yeah, and how many like, separate toys there are in that fucking randomization. It's like, no, man. Like, there's, Depending on how I'm feeling moment to moment, there's like one to four total that I might want out of like 50, 100, 200. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. It's like it's pretty much I, like in descending order. It's pretty much like Tobakadachi, Nargakuga, Paolumu, and Zinogre. Maybe. And those, those last two are already tenuous. And it's like, well, here's even more that are none of those. It's like, I'm not. I'm not buying this. What the fuck? Yeah. It's, it's weird. I... 
I, again, I get it in some aspects. Uh, I don't imagine think it's fucking okay Nintendo good, being but... like, surprise, you got Marth. <laughs> Not Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> wrong, I mean, enjoy your wrong amiibo. <laughs> yeah, there is. That's a thing, though. There is definitely like amiibo grab bags or whatever. Uh, shit, dude, I went I went into GameStop the other day to buy a, a game. Oh, for yeah. Some used game uh, grab bags. Yeah, there's a used game grab bag. I was like, what the fuck? It, did you just create a fake loot box of garbage? Because I don't yeah. want anything you're possibly going to give me in this. Loot oh, box. yeah. No, it, it's, it's like, a cursed concept. Like, it's yeah like, i was like what the fuck it's like a it's almost like a fucking like youtube it's almost designed for like youtube channels that want to have like a gimmick series like uh like andrew like uh like brian's like dollar store gaming series he does it's like what came in the grab bag <laughs> and you do like a you like cover the night it's like a fucking like playstation demo disc just for you <laughs> like yeah. what 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 came because yeah I, I went to uh there's like a there's like a Sacramento secondhand store for games that has a really impressive collection. And You're I found about the, some really, is it like a computer found, store in Fair Oaks? Uh, it's like a really, it's like a really brightly colored about, place. That's like all red and yellow or red and oh, orange. You're talking about the one that's in a garage. Like it's a big old open space. Uh, no, it's just a, a store. Area. It's just a store shaped oh. store. Uh, I just, a, I just a, got they done. Have, they have a, I just got done to go to all of them. Yeah, it's it's like it's kind of like the size of a GameStop or something, and uh, they have a really shitty sidewalk. <laughs> so like when you walk, when you drive, when you when you turn into their parking lot, it's a tiny parking lot, and the ramp is like the ramp from the street to the sidewalk to their parking lot, and so on is like distressing and scrapey and worrying, and you're like, I don't know. But the uh, oh, inside, yeah. but on the inside, the store is really nice and has a really extensive selection. And so when I was there like a year and a half ago or something, I got like. I, I probably I probably spent like two or three hundred dollars on just stuff that I'm like I don't know when I, when I'll see this stuff again, and because uh, that's that's what I do. Because like I don't know maybe we'll do a series one day on Time Splitters two or something like that, uh, like that mm. kind of those kinds of picks. And then then I, there's always a couple of like oh I don't, I literally have never heard of this game before and the cover catches my attention and I'll never hear and I'll forget about it if I walk away <laughs> as a concept. So let's just find out one day. Uh, and yeah, they had an entire wall lined in fucking grab bags, and I was like, I don't like yeah. the fact I just learned about this concept, <laughs> like it's, a bag yeah. of just random video games, which and you know they're bad because like you go to oh they're you, all bad yeah you you go to any other high traffic secondhand store like all the Dimple Records places in Sacramento, and like if if you have, you have to find like the the one good one in the entire chain that actually has a a good number of video games because all of the other dimple records will just have you get to the video game section and like you get to like the the nintendo 64 shelf and it's like oh the entire shelf is like 20 cartridges which is already a low number then you realize they're all three sports <laughs> yeah they're all it's like all, madden all, nhl and nba and you're yes. like god fucking damn it's just you the, people it's just sports <laughs> games and the same ones repeating and you're like oh that's yeah. the entire selection not like oh my god yeah. there's no like insect armageddon or any surprises it's just oh okay it's so it's funny too when you look at like nintendo used games like you look at a wii or a wii u and you're like oh these are just i mean they're not games i want to play but at least they're not sport yeah. games and then you and look like, at like you look go at the to the playstation <laughs> section and it's like why is it just full of madden what the fuck do you guys not like madden everyone buys it every year why don't you just keep your fucking copy of madden like yeah and like you look at those grab bags and my first reaction to them is like but what, what if, if i want game? what if i want the games that are inside those 
Like, but I can't buy them because I can't see them out in the shelves. And then my next thought was like, oh, right. The only games they would put in there are all the games that no one cares about. Or they have yeah. so many of them already out here on the shelf that they don't know where to put all the overflow. It's like fucking Game Grumps and Glover. <laughs> where they had like, they're like, it's like, where like every single like grab bag of games they were sending out to people had another copy of Glover because they had like a hundred copies of Glover for some reason. <laughs> well, and like, I imagine that Glover is a comparatively good result compared to what those grab bags would give me. Uh, I have no womp. experience of this. Secondhand I, uh, game stores. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's very, like, I lived about 20 kilometers away. I still live about 20 kilometers away from the the place where they used to have games because, you know, used game stores because they don't anymore. Um, and uh, my parents just would never take me there. It was just, if, yeah. So I, I got I got the new ones, and that once every six months, if I got lucky, for my second Saturn. Yes. Mm -hmm. And basically, I borrowed the rest, because that's how, that's how we play games. Let's see. We should, hey. probably, try, we should probably get one of these questions. Uh, now that Bird ran away, you have questions? Well, he Do left. Have time? Jesus, yeah. it's already like 2.20. <laughs> it is kind of 2, 2.20. <laughs> it's uh, 1.20 for me. Two, two hours and 20 minutes into the recording. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. Uh, it's it's already it is already late, but uh, if we, if we yeah. might want to like just do one of Let's these because we've yeah. got we didn't get to, to one remind again. people that we answer questions. Please send questions, yeah. and then we'll be out of questions practically. Uh, so Alan Bettendorf asks, so uh, so all of you have had channels that have come a really long way since their inception years ago. Looking back, if you could do if you go back in time and do anything differently, what would you do differently when making and growing your channel besides the low hanging fruit of making yourself less cringe? <laughs> that's not low hanging at all. That's super high hanging. Well, it's just the go-to. It's the go-to of answer of like, I wish I wasn't an idiot in 2012. <laughs> I wish <laughs> I didn't hate listening to any videos then <laughs> from me. Please. Hmm. Wait, so... Just what would you do differently? Like growing your uh, channel and so on. Learn, I would just watch like 15 videos on audio balancing before I made a single, like, exported a single <laughs> fucking video. Just seriously, just like you can take five, maybe 10 Same. minutes at most, and you'll learn oh, yeah. so much shit about audio balancing that saves Same. you in, it, like, in the long run <laughs> compared to just like, all right, I, I recorded my audio, put it on top of video, and export. Like, yep. fuck, dude. Unoriginal. Andrew, don't, don't do that. I'm going to karate chop your throat. Games. Could have I hate a that, lot. man. Every time I'll... I listen to my old content, I'm like, I had so, there was like funny moments in here, and I go watch them. Like, it's not worth it. The funny moments are not going to work. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, like, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes people are like, "What's up with the compressor and stuff like that?" And part of it is just like a a blanket, like a trying to get past the fact that like our audio was so bad for for a while at the beginning. Uh, well, our mics were also really bad. Yeah, so like, there's a lot of steps that need to be optimized. Like the the hardware needed yeah. to be better, but also it needed to be set to better. Like there's like the, there's a whole aspect of like we're trying to record in a way so that you don't clip in the recording itself. Yeah. So you have to make sure that like that is balanced correctly. But then you also balance it well against the game. And there's also uh, listen, 
video quality like we had like some we had some strange renders early on and also for a very long time just like mistakes like i go back in time and just slap my the hand of past me and be like turn you need to right click on the clip and disable resampling <laughs> in sony yeah. vegas because we have so many videos that have resampling turned on which just makes this weird blurry after image happen whenever anything moves and sometimes i catch other channels doing that and i'm like oh they're not going to read the comments but i could tell them how to fix that and it's like one click yeah uh i've seen game Grumps videos of that where like they're their ashes of Ariane dell video I could clearly tell that they either switched to a new editing software or had new editors because suddenly resampling was on. And I'm like, oh, no, I know exactly how to get rid of this and, and so on. Thankfully, it's finally a feature. And it's been that way a while now where uh, you can set it on a project level. And so you don't have to sit there and manually turn it off on every clip. But I used to have to, like, import all my videos, shift click them to select all of them, and then, like right click on it and disable resampling and i had to remember that every time and every now and then you'd put a video you'd, you'd render a video and then you'd check it in the morning after all the renders and you're like ah fuck it's blurry because i did this ah i gotta start over on rendering yeah i i uh my my audio audio issues are basically the same and i still don't have everything nailed down it's all a process but i think that for me the the one thing i wish I could have told myself earlier and I tell and also right now because I haven't figured it out is try to focus on how to integrate your Patreon page with your Let's Play uh, Let's Play channel basically because that is fundamental <laughs> and I have not figured that out I don't know how to do it properly in a way that satisfies me as well as my patrons just steal my format <laughs> i tried is, to I mean, nobody, is a good nobody wanted to choose a game oh i wanted yeah. to because i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure uh, it, it's like because it's a recurring it's a recurring thing people see oh it's the patreon thing i want to choose i want him to play this but the problem is i got one vote and then i couldn't have another because i no, mean technically nobody... keith's keith's system is just a, a byproduct of loot boxes the idea that people are paying <laughs> money to support him and they put they might get what they want uh it's <laughs> not just, a guarantee but, I mean, uh but they but technically that they get the product no, they, they want which is you playing a video game at the end of the day yeah they got they but, get the, so they get what they paid for which is a vote <laughs> yeah it's a, a vote. Non, it's yeah, a exactly. non-ethical it's a non-unethical version but like at the end of the day if the if your goal is to get you know like to pay money so you can get a, you, the game you want played you're not going to get that Oh, but yeah, no, if you're frustrated, impatient people every now and then that yeah. fix it on that. It's like, no, the, the supposed to, it's supposed to be a thing that supports the channel. And yeah, the idea is that you're, the product you want is, is you playing a game. Like, no matter what game it is, that's what you want. And part of a selection process. Eh, that's, mm -hmm. you know, that's just the standard flair, though. Like, the, the, the driving factor. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe a lot of people want their name in the credits, but like, uh, I always feel like the driving factor should be the, you know, the action. Like, what do you, 
what do you specifically get for Patreon? What like what change do you get to make as a yeah. financial contributor to this product? And I make the vote uh, this big theatrical thing that's like a, it's an event yeah. and there's a mystery of like, oh, what what won? And there's like a premiere and everyone like theorizes about it and wondering what's going to happen. And they're anticipating. Yeah, like, that's I, especially I'm, since I have a, I mean, a Discord, like... I can watch people like anticipating it <laughs> and like, like, oh, man, like, I think I think this is going to win. And so on. And you're like, <laughs> and you're like, you know. Yeah. You know that you already no, it's, know for it's days sometimes. <laughs> that is the disappointing thing is that if you uh, let the vote like, happen, like... the most it's low it's it's like the low hanging fruit always happens because that's how what voting does. But the alternatives are all worse. Like, yeah. well, everyone nominated a game and then just uh, it's a fucking raffle. It's like one picking <clears> something at random. Like the like, we all complain that Zelda wins, but look, see what happens when the fucking like lolly girl JRPG then last place wins <laughs> because we randomized it this time. But also, I think I raffles I aren't allowed on Patreon. Oh, I think right, raffles I'm, are. I think raffles are against Patreon's service. The idea they might that be like, considered gambling. Yeah, or something like that. I don't think you're allowed to do like online gambling. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, and you have yeah. to you probably have to verify people's yeah. ages and shit and like Yeah, you have to like some country, as as, it's like yeah. illegal in some countries or illegal for certain ages yeah. and so on. If you're paying yeah. to for participation, then it can't be a raffle. Yeah. Yeah. But, so that's, but yeah, that's so that's why I was saying it's like an ethical loot box because you're not I thought that's about that like, for people, I, people I thought about gambling. <laughs> I talked about the idea of like what if that was April the April Fool's joke this year is that I I picked a random patreon game this time uh and then just had to do a series on it no matter what it was but I, then, but the one i was like and just anticipating like what if this is like funny for like five minutes and then just miserable for three months yeah. <laughs> uh, but also then i had the thought of like i think that's also against the terms of service of patreon i'm like never mind this idea never went you know what you should that. do you should get a list of all the crappy, uh, like really low budget crappy keys that you get for free that you didn't ask for of garbage games. Yeah. Uh, and tell Patreon to, uh, and like basically take the amount of patrons you have and add that to like a spin, like a spinning thing. Like how many times it will spin a, a wheel? No, no, no. That's it's not a raffle because they're not paying for that. They're they not paying for to access to that. No, they don't get they don't get anything like, for that. For example, I'm, if I make if I make a if I give well, kids let, away, let them finish saying it because you're cutting them off before oh, you yeah, actually yeah. explain the idea. Sorry, and, and, Sorry, you're and right. so the idea is you just put the put all the games into a list and you take whatever the number is of patrons you have and just spin the wheel that many times. And whatever game it lands on, that's a game you play. But that's not. But because it's you always not, get a game. It, yeah, you always get a game, and it's not. And the Patreon aren't paying to have that game. It's just a, it's a one-off thing you've done. Like just, I don't uh, think it uh, works like that. What, what I is, remember. I don't understand the correlation. It sounds like you're just spinning. Is, it sounds like you're just spinning a wheel of the list of games. So what does that have to do with the patrons? Uh, just to add fun to it. I don't know to say like, hey, look, no, we've got. I've I've reached. It's like a you could use it as a milestone. Like, hey, we reached 200 patrons. So now I'm gonna put a bunch of games on a list and spin it 200 times uh, and see where it lands. Like. That's oh, about so like I the think idea the closest like, you could get. Like a, it's like a, a milestone. So you, you okay? Yeah, like the it, idea is that it, you could use it, it you could use Patreon clear, for, so it, it sounded yeah, like sorry. somehow the winner was gonna pick it or something, which is why Colonel was like, "Is this a raffle?" Oh yeah, because yeah, it, no, no, it, no, it no, was no, really sorry. unclear what the patrons yeah. had to do with anything. 
I, you, I, you I was trying like, to wow, say, like, you I have could... 200 Patreon supporters, so we're going to play one of ran a random one of 200 games, huh? Yeah. Or I'm going like, uh... to force myself to play Desert Bus for 200 minutes. Yeah, like, something <laughs> like that, where, like, that's the... Cl I feel like that's the closest you can get to doing a raffle, is you have to make it so the people involved have nothing to do with yeah. it except for existing which isn't like how a ra like that's not how gambling works I've done, I've done, I've done, I've done different yeah. versions of that which is that i used to have a, a tier where the people on that tier could pick a let's try from the mega list every month yeah and then i also had a thing where it wasn't it was less of an event but uh, there was there's was, there's was actually multiple episodes of my let's try series where i just copy pasted the list into my into one of those randomized like roulette wheels websites and just rolled it and they're like i guess that's this episode fuck what game is that <laughs> let's install it turns out yeah, it's not great try turns out turns out curating your let's tries a little bit more or a little better is, is better yeah. than playing random shit because so much of the list is just stuff that never looked good even for a moment <laughs> <clears throat> let's tries for me are, are very uh not resource intensive, basically, for my for my head. Just it takes a lot oh. out of me to start a new game. It's a lot. Like, it's, it's, it's a lot. I think, like I, I'm I think really, another thing. I don't. I do not like doing let's tries of, for example, like strategy games and like RTSs because it's like it's it's like hey want to read tutorials for an hour and then read then just kind of end the episode being like sorry we still haven't even finished the tor tutorial and I don't really understand anything and this isn't really like an effective let's try but. I can't just play this game for a lot for three of people. Hours. That's what they want. That, yeah. A lot of people just watch the first video and that's it. Yeah, but it's not for your audience. It isn't the same thing. Who are you making the let's tries for? That's the thing. There's a lot of games that reject the format. Yeah, but, I think it's changing yeah. just because <laughs> it's just you know modern gaming is so influenced by by yeah. us let's players and, and streamers, but. I don't know. I think there's some genres that will never get to that first half an hour engagement style. Yeah. Basically. For me, on the question yeah. of, of whether I do something differently, uh, honestly, I feel like I learned my lesson partly from sad games, and as a result, <laughs> I kind of I kind of glommed onto what to do pretty quickly once I had my channel, which was. And I told the story to a few different people at this point, but just like like I I start off with like this is the weird one. My first series is Outlast, and that's like a hail mary. It was literally just because uh, I tried playing Outlast with Andrew, and he was being a dick. <laughs> like he I, was I wasn't being a dick. The game was just, was just poorly so made. So <laughs> fucking insufferable, where he just wanted to hate the game and was complaining about literally every second of it while we were like in the first five minutes of the opening. Like while it was just it was just like building mystique, and I'm like, I can't, I can't take this. I'm just gonna not. I'm not gonna. I'm not. We're not doing a series on this game. The other one was a uh, Shadows of the Damned, where I'm just like, no, I'm actually, I actually think this is neat, and you're just kind of annoying the fuck out of me. So we just didn't <laughs> yeah. upload any Shadows of the Damned. But like I just went home and started doing Outlast because it was it was at the same time that uh, Andrew was uh was moving he was like gonna be moving to Sacramento soon and so like you're at that milestone of like if it's quaint now but at the time it's like wow I've been doing this for two whole years do I really want to potentially stop doing this forever since Andrew's moving or so on and I was like <laughs> I don't know maybe I should just like upload my own let's plays or whatever and then uh because of the specific difficulties with that game I was like I'm gonna do a series on Outlast and so on. And uh, 
And so like that was the first thing on the channel, but that was like whatever. But uh, while I was playing out last, I was playing Demon's Souls in my free time and I was in the Tower of Latria and I'm like, this game's actually really fucking cool. I should I should probably just start over and do a series on this game uh, instead of playing it off camera. And so I went and started covering Demon's Souls and that did well. So I started playing Dark Souls and that did pretty well. And Dark Souls 2 came out and uh, like that was new when it, when I was playing it. So all of a sudden I'm like, oh man, these are big numbers. Like that was back when like every time I did certain, if I, if I did certain things, I could just watch the views graph of the channel, just like hit a new shelf of like with the noise floor. Like you would see it like zigzagging, but then it would suddenly go Vroom, and be like, now it's zigzagging up there uh, and yeah. watch it climb. And for the first like two years of my channel, I could watch specific things and like see that specific games and their premieres and so on very clearly just raise the noise floor of my whole channel over and over again. And so like, I just, I just followed the trend. So like I played Dark Souls 2 and then when Dark Souls 2 was over, I played Dark Souls 2 again, I think, in New Game Plus. Then I went back and played the expansion for Dark Souls 1 because I had to stop it halfway through to do Dark Souls 2 as it came out. And then I was like, okay, well, how do I follow up on this? And it's like, okay, we'll play like anything. We it wasn't really the term yet, but basically I was hunting for Souls likes. But Souls likes weren't so much a thing yet either. So I played Bound by Flame because it was like a it had lock on circle strafing and a stamina meter. And it's like, I can sell people on this maybe a little bit. And so I just kind of like, I was actively pursuing my existing audience essentially and being like, okay, they liked this stuff. Let's try to play stuff like that and kind of build from there. And so you kind of like have your, and like over time you kind of have a a growing wheelhouse where you expand a bit because it was like, I played like, Eventually, I was like, it was just like, okay, RPGs of a certain flavor kind of fit what I think would do it. But also, sometimes you're just curious and you play things for yourself. Uh, and I, like, I tried Legend of Grimrock, and people really liked that. And it's like, okay, that's interesting. People didn't just like this game itself, but also the part where like I'm secret hunting and like solving puzzles, and like I'm like maybe I should play a puzzle game. And like Talos Principle was the new one at the time that was being received well, so I played Talos Principle, and then The Witness. And then suddenly it's like, okay, I'm the guy that does RPGs, but I'm also the guy that plays like puzzle games. And like, you just kind of realize like you have an audience for certain things and you chase that specific thing. Uh, uh, Sad games for the first two years was just whatever the fuck. (laughs) It was basically random. It was whatever we felt like. We would play the fucking, the the last or the first Templar for like two hours and upload that and then never play it again and then be like uh here's a little hmm. deadly premonition and here's some tokyo jungle and here's some mario and just whatever we felt like and like at the end of the two years we still were putting up videos that had like would get like 20 views or something i think like there was there was no building to it really and so like just learning to like pursue what works and work with that and then, you know, let yourself have more freedom once you actually hit a comfortable spot like I have. Like, I'm way more free now to do what I want while still maintaining an audience because I, kn- I know that it'll collectively do well enough. But I still ha- but I still have a formula back there. Like, there's still, like, a driving force. Like, I have time slots built around the idea of, like, that's the RPG time slot. That's the puzzle game time slot. Like, I want to keep certain things around. And, like, obviously, like, if a Souls, if a new From Software game comes out, especially if it's a Souls, like, like, it's just going to get covered, period. <laughs> like, that kind of stuff. Like, because you just <laughs> realize, like, certain things are going to work for you. And you kind of, like, juggle those ideas a bit. So, basically, we would have had to turn Sad Games into a furry channel. <laughs> because the <laughs> literal only thing that ever did well the whole time we played Sad Games, there was two avenues we could do. Character creator videos 
because those did great for some reason. No, we had our, all of our most that. popular videos God. were fucking character creator videos, and then fucking Tokyo Jungle. <laughs> uh. We played our we played we played the strangest fucking animal game, Japanese roguelike on PS3. That was a digital only game, which was one of the games that was threatening to vanish forever when they were talking about shutting down PSN. It's like one of the, it's like a really iconic part of our history. But yeah, you just play as animals and you go fight things and so on. And it's like, I, it did so well. And like we were, there was, yeah. there was the Northern Lion thing of like, if we played anything else, none of the views transferred. They only wanted to watch Tokyo Jungle. So you just had to keep <laughs> playing Tokyo Jungle. Uh, and I think Andrew uh, did a little, got a little like burned by the stove a little bit because he was like, when he started doing solo stuff on the channel years later, uh, he realized that uh, the thing that would do well is if he played visual novels. Uh, he he played a visual novel. like he, We didn't exactly have a momentum, so we didn't really have an existing audience that would really engage very much. So he was kind of starting over from scratch to an extent, but not as much as it would be if you literally started from scratch. That's why I urged him to like use the sad games instead of making a new channel. It's like, no, there's at least someone will watch your videos as opposed to trying to do like, like starting a Twitch account and be like, can I get two viewers, please? And like, how do I start? Because like, once you have it, you have it, even if it's only a little yeah. bit. It's like something. And uh, yeah, once the momentum's there, you yeah. played like high school romance. Was that the one? You yeah, played like I played you played some romance. random shitty uh, VN that I think is forgotten at this point by time. But like, yeah, it had a it had like buzz for a bit, and you struck you struck lightning. You like you struck right when the opportunity was, and as often goes for a small channel, you you want to strike like something that has like it'll have some kind of attention to it but also there's no one there's not enough competition to just drown you out immediately like the fucking like the the big 10 youtubers or whatever aren't covering it for example yeah. and so you you find like a niche and then it was like then so now so then andrew fell into the trap of like okay well now i gotta play visual novels because that was the thing that did well and so he'd play like like honey pop and other and uh sakura stuff and yeah. other ones and then and some some then, didn't do well and then then the then thing he did was he, he merged <laughs> the two his old the first the the one the only audience old sad games had crossed the only audience that new sad games had and he played neko jishi the furry cat dating simulator gay daddy's game and uh that's one of his top videos now on the channel besides <laughs> all the tokyo jungle stuff and the character creator videos it's like it works <laughs> there's just certain things that do well you you kind of it's like every when you're starting a channel off every game you play is like a landmine of someone where like it's like i hope you love it because every single one of them could accidentally be the thing that becomes the entire reason you have an audience and that becomes like the like if you're smart the basis of all of your future decisions for a while just to like get any momentum and get people to stick around because if you play one thing that people like and then you immediately change gears and never go back, then you'll probably just lose that entire audience and you'll be right back to yeah. where you started. Uh, but yeah, Andrew's got a fucking like rock and a hard place thing going on where his two choices are things he doesn't want. It's like, I, do I, it's, it was do such I play a, like, it, like furry games or do you play visual novels or both? Dude, <laughs> that like, was, oh, that no. was like the, the hardest thing is that the, the person I'm dating, uh, they were like, okay, you're not a furry, right? And I was like, no, I'm not a furry. Uh, <laughs> And they're like, okay, I just asked because like your YouTube channel has a lot of views on furry stuff. I was like, no, I don't. I'm did not you, interested in furry content. Did she looked at, your, she looked just, at the most viewed yeah. videos. 
Well, you yeah, because you know that's the smart thing. You want to like research a person. I, I was yeah. being honest. Like, here's my here's my channel and stuff. I just don't. It's, you it's know, funny because be... like I use Keymailer and some other things that like that are like aggregates for distributing keys to content creators and so on. And like, I know for a fact just from browsing browsing the new section. There's so many fucking visual novels for furries. so many. You yeah, can make so, so much money. <laughs> I uh, I keep looking at it. And I'm like, I, and I still haven't even beaten Nekojishi. I only did even, one route. There's still there's like even, two more cat boys I gotta fuck. There's even and more. Like, on, there's even more on itch.io. It's so it's, much. It's, it's crazy, they're but fucking, I, I never will. I just everywhere. Can't. I, I hate like, them. Fucking, I hate it so much. There's like, so I much. <laughs> like I was. Uh, it was it. Uh, there. Someone posted an article on uh someone posted an article in my chat on the discord oh there i found i finally scrolled up to it it was a yeah someone scrolled to post an article that from kotaku that says apple tries really hard to get epic to admit there's porn on its store and the picture like immediately i recognized like oh this picture is from itch.io that's the itch.io store page but like front and center in the preview image of the article is a fucking it's like this giant like jacked german shepherd dude and and the the name of the game is horny chronicles <laughs> and I'm like jesus christ <laughs> all right it's just there's always another one it's like go get your million views bro <laughs> <laughs> that stuff you played that was playing with fire though like uh because you got your account suspended for playing the the horny uh anime girl games there was like, a, yeah. there was like, yeah, yeah there was almost, like, I almost lost my account because of it. Oh yeah, like there was like a, there was a peeing section or something in a, in one of the anime girl games, and it almost got his entire account taken down. Oof. Uh, because he probably didn't censor it sufficiently or enough, but also like no, people I censored it. The too. game censored it for me too, and it still wasn't enough. Yeah, it's uh, it's that's dangerous playing those kind of that's why you gotta make the porn hub account wow back to square one we're back where this where the <laughs> beginning of this podcast was <laughs> mm -hmm. no wait we didn't start with the porn hub did we no but we got it was the first hour we're it was hour the three hour now beginning. baby mm -hmm. kudos There's, to people that, that sit through this stuff i remember giant bomb uploading three hour podcasts and i was like I like these guys, but I don't have time for that. <laughs> Double speed is then, a miracle. Then half the podcast I make are that long. <laughs> Double speed is such a miracle. I don't. I use it for a lot. Yeah, of that's things. that's my universal advice, though. Like that's the like like Brian asked me during a, a stream, for example. And I think Durf also asked me at some point. Like I've had a few different people try to like ask advice because I'm like the the local lightning rod of like the person that has like this momentum, and they're like, "How the fuck that happened, do?" And the answer is I don't know. I don't I don't know how to start a YouTube channel and make it start getting any numbers. All I know is that the moment any numbers happen, that's your world now. <laughs> like you gotta really you just fixate on the thing that did numbers and be like, okay, does it have sequels or does it have spin-offs? Are there like fan like uh I I uh, people like my Harvest Moon videos, let's play Stardew Valley, or people like my Sonic videos, let's play that one Sonic fan game that was what was it called? Pfft. Freedom Planet. You go play Freedom Planet when mm. you run out of Sonic games. Like you just like whatever thing is doing well, you keep going. And uh like it's there's a reason why like like the like game grumps that notice it like they constantly comment on like they canceled this or that playthrough because of views or whatever. Like they're very obviously playing every Sonic game and every yeah. uh Zelda game because those are the things that that did numbers and that's how you keep building. So you just kinda like you just kinda hold on to that. Brian is in a tough place where he's because he's uh he's trying to make his own content style 
entirely. He's got like a he's got like a Let's Try series that's kind of like the core of his entire channel, but he also has like these comedy videos that are like clickbait where it's like top 10 things you didn't know about this game and it's all like false. <laughs> like he's making things <laughs> up. Uh so like it's it's hard to recommend when somebody doesn't just actually have a Let's Play channel because that's the most direct thing I can re recommend. But uh that's but Durf is definitely like no he's the scrap mechanic guy <laughs> hopes but then the but that's that's too narrow that's a little worrying uh, you don't want to be a guy that just does scrap mechanic because then you're like you like the people that used to do just like Wings of Redemption like people that just did Call of Duty or you end up as one of the many people that just did Minecraft and then it's like if that that one game loses popularity then you're like what do i go <laughs> so like you definitely want a wider net than that but you definitely want a narrower net than people usually have where they just play random stuff and then like why didn't why did people watch that but nothing else it's like yeah it's, it's like the the algorithm tries to serve videos to people that it thinks want them and so you have to try really hard to pick stuff that's related to the stuff that did well at least until you do well enough that there's just like a wide enough audience that everything does well enough and then you get to be mean yeah, and but stop, I think even and if stop you, caring <laughs> even if you i think if you if you go for a wider reach you're also missing out a lot on on oh on, yeah like uh, if i was hyper vigilant i probably could have grown better and faster but it would just be it would just suck the grind is the gr <laughs> yeah the grind is becomes a, a large part of the the process like if it's you nice, want it's your, nice to get what you play. want to yeah like you, you, got, like your you, got, your you got your clear theming of being an RPG channel. Even I suffer with the with the the reach sort of or with a span of things because on the one hand, I have a lot of trouble finding new games to play because there's just not enough RPGs for or <clears> no, even enough games that, that aren't. Yeah, but on the other hand, any, like the like the more you exhaust your is, well of available CRPGs, the more you're like. Okay, is it better to reach outside of the CRPG umbrella, or do I play this really obscure itch.io game that that nobody <laughs> knows about just to keep the answer the is going? neither of those is better. The answer yeah, is you're fucked. You're kind. Of, it's <laughs> <Yeah>. not great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have um, the good thing about RPGs though is that because they're so very replayable, even though they're not all necessarily different on a replay uh, playthrough. But oh, you know, fuck! I, you do not I have exceptions. What? I, I said, uh, actually, that might be the weirdest thing you did. Yeah. I was sorting your channel by most popular. And mm -hmm. uh, not very encouragingly, the first 12 videos on your most popular uh, tab are all top-down CRPGs. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> yeah. there's no wiggle room. But then starting, it's just, on, yeah, it's what starting I on the third row is Sunless Skies and Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. I'm like, okay. Those are both something kind. I don't think Sunless Skies is quite a CRPG. It's kind of something different and weird, but I haven't quite played it. But like mm -hmm. that's like mm -hmm. that's like a some kind of management simulator crossed with like yeah, but it's got a lot of so storytelling. Yeah. yeah, it's got a lot of yeah. But like that's 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 you introducing Wiggle Room a bit, and then then you have a Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines and Darkest Dungeon. It's like oh, okay. Those aren't just top-down CRPGs, at least. It's like those are <laughs> yeah, those, but that, still... that, those are those are emblematic of like the kind of like branching you could do a bit. Mm -hmm. But it yeah, is like they're still very branching. much within a, a style. And when I find a game, a new game that's like within that style, I'm like, yes, this is great. Yeah. And in fact, I just found one that's going to release this week, and I'm very much looking forward to playing it. Um, 
and it's like it, those those moments are everything and if they happened once per month it would be amazing and my channel would flourish but unfortunately they don't yeah you never know so, what's going to cause them in fact i i don't know. i don't think i've had a, a view spike in like years <laughs> yeah, mine was a uh, mine was honey pop yeah or or honey pop too. too right like you had a you you had a recent occurrence i think if i look at my viewership i'll, I'll do it right now uh, fuck i don't even know the the new analytics page very well though which is not it's great the bad, it's the bad analytics. see all views god i actually don't know how to just look it's, at my my it's really complicated fuck <laughs> there was just, there used to just be a, t a clear tab that was like look at okay yeah I would always just look at my month's views and it would just like be a single line that was like, here's the views you've had collectively this month and it'd be broken down by day. And then I would just zoom out <laughs> and you could see like the progression of the channel. I used to have it memorized where it was like, oh my God, and that's that video and that's that video. And I, I would like, no, oh, I have to click. I think I have to cl click. Yeah, there's a total button. Let's see. No. But now we have seven or eight years of, of no, we have more. How like many I, years? I, used, I used to have each spike memorized. I think I had. I think I might have an imager. Uh, I think I have an imager, uh, like picture, a once upon a uh, time like album. that that yeah. like chronicled it essentially. Uh, mm -hmm. Like I was like keeping track of like oh that was Dragon Age Inquisition and that was dark that was uh, Dark Souls two. My my niche for a while was being the director's cut guy. Like people would huh. and I and like same z's i get it like fucking near automata or, or near replicant the remake is out and i'm like i don't care i already covered that game i'm not gonna cover the whole same game twice what the fuck but like i was late to a bunch of games because because of the timing when i made my youtube channel so it'd be like okay here let's play let's be the guy who i was the guy who played uh wasteland 2 director's cut divinity original sin director's cut uh and uh, Dr uh dark souls 2 scholar of the first sin because like like Scott, like, like Dark Souls Two was popular, but like only the most like niche Dark Souls channels were gonna cover the fucking re-release of the game, same game they already covered. Uh, but I was like, yeah, I'll do that shit, and like those were like my most popular videos on my whole channel, basically, <laughs> where the where these various directors cuts and re-release like game name subtitle, uh, and that's like that was my big ins for a while. Was like, this, I mean, if it's coming out, there's an audience for it, and people want to look at that thing. But obviously, a lot of content creators, like the most popular ones. They're already niche for those people to even cover the first time around the CRPG hmm. ones, but covering the same CRPG twice, that's like you're already at least going down to like Christopher Odd levels. Like you're running out of people <laughs> that are that are competition. Uh, and that's that was like my big in for a while. And it's like it was on accident. <laughs> like it was just an accident that I that I observed retroactively, essentially. But uh yeah, I'm looking at my graph now and like ever since like let's say 2016 2017 or whatever which is actually when i went full-time uh it's it's pretty much horizontal i'm not i'm 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 obviously growing and gaining new audience members but it's that it's 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 uh keeping pace with the decay that every channel has naturally because you're losing people all the time mm -hmm. it's been a while well i think it's about time to wrap this up anyone have a, any final thoughts on that uh, I'll just say that I have noticed that since 2017, all of my suggested clicks have disappeared. So it, they used to be like, I think a fair 20 to 30% of my views were from suggested videos. And yeah, uh, just dropped you. They dropped it. Yeah, completely since 2017.
And I think yeah, it's just, it's, it's probably it's scary. overall. It's, it, you... it probably is not targeted or anything. It's just like, that's how YouTube now does. I don't know if you have the same thing on your analytics, but that's, that's difficult to reach that, that page. I never look in there because it's scary. <laughs> but, uh, but basically playlists are everything for me. And uh, I, I don't know. YouTube has been pushing a lot of very small videos to my front page. And I'm like, never see this channel again in my entire life. I don't want videos with 30 seconds. <laughs> And I like don't the, know if they have shorts. It's not just shorts. It's even old videos, like meme videos. I don't know what YouTube wants to become, honestly. Uh, I don't think they know either. <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's my only hope, is that they don't know. <laughs> oh, boy. But we'll see. Maybe somebody's watching this, this podcast three years in the future, and they know. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, someone. One guy. Hello, Tyler. Hi. <laughs> It's gotta be Tyler, right? Is it? it I, I just love the idea of being right once and like <laughs> ruining someone. He's <laughs> gotta pick a really boring name. I'm sorry, Tyler. I didn't mean to. <laughs> gotta pick like really common names, hoping that it you'll strike gold one day. <laughs> Oh, mm -hmm. thanks for watching. Like always, guys, send your questions to dialoguechoicespodcast at gmail .com. That's spelled the same way as the podcast is. So don't misspell dialogue mm -hmm. or don't spell it correctly, however you see it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching, like always, guys. And I'll see you next time. We don't see you. You're not real. No eyes. Goodbye. He'll see you. Bye. <laughs>